Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in league, lucky round 13. Will Manly get lucky and retain the greatest halfback in the world? Or will the Titans thankfully take a fucking shit cunt passenger off their hands? The English prove they're just as far behind on the NRL as they are on Neighbours. We officially announced that I've retired from shaving and Glenn has retired from growing hair. And we preview all of the action for round 13 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 191 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am Glenn. And I yes. am otherwise known as the High Sparrow of Rugby League Truth and Brugal Talk. Actually, you're not. You, you, you've you claimed tw- twice. Twice? Oh, at least three times, probably. Probably three times? I also call myself the low budgie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, you do the backland thing that, that, that Tulkenfeld put on, put on a picture one day. And, uh, you throw that out there now and then. But, um, backland. I love yeah. it. I just, it just look as someone, as someone who uh, I, I hate prefacing something with this, but as someone who's read the books, <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to be associated. <laughs> like you know, oh yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Just, I'm the Joffrey of rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds official. High Sparrow it sounds very important. Do <laughs> you see the dude getting around in a fucking pair of grubby old robes? Yeah, with some unfortunate looking stains on them. Mate, you wait to see this week. Looks you, like he comes from Ed's, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, mate, doesn't show up on this week's episode, but um, they have stuff around there. And, oh, mate, you should see the resting bitch face on, like, this nun. Like, I guess the equivalent of a nun in their thing. What a fucking cow. <laughs> She's a hard lady. She's a hard woman to like. Um, just wanted to thank all our wonderful listeners and members who choose to make us the number one rugby league podcast in the world, Glenn. I don't know if they choose. I just think it, it chooses them. Maybe so. This is sort of fucking insight that the High Sparrow of Rugby League Truth and Real Talk comes up with, Nathan. <laughs> they don't choose. They don't choose. It chooses them. Well, you know, there's, 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 there's plenty. Well, they choose to put their hands in their pockets and buy all that shit. Yeah, there's, and, there's, and, there's, there's, and there's plenty of other shows out there. Some that would even fucking call themselves the number one Rugby League podcast in the country. Yes. See, we don't do that because we say the world because statistics, followers, likes... And everything else being featured by Apple, all that shit backs us up. We don't have to like say it just is. You know what I mean? So, um, if you want to come out with that bullshit, though, you dinky little fucking show, back at the fuck up. That's all I'm saying. You want to talk the talk? You got to walk the walk. Exactly. And we and we don't we don't have to fucking talk at all. But you know, but we do. But but, but, but we do. we we don't we, we don't talk. We respond. And when people want to make fucking stupid claims like that with their bullshit little shit that they try and pump up with fucking guests and everything, they still can't fucking get it done. It gets back to us. That's all like... 
It does. Because I don't follow what any of the ones... The ones that I... Would- People are very protective of us. Yeah, we've got our our crew that look out for us, and we've got That's our po- we need to say. and we've got our podcast that we that, that we like as well, and like we're homies with these people, right? Correct. But then then you get the ones that are like you know, they're all a little fucking smeagles, you know, trying to fucking they're, they're little golems. They think fucking like the podcast world is like they're fucking precious, and just just fucking relax, motherfucker, because we fucking gander off to the power of fucking Aragorn, and you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Next. I just want to say right now I just want to put a stamp here and say I guarantee you I know who the first person who's going to respond to that is going to be on Twitter Lanier no, no I'm not going to say on the show I'm going to tell you off the air and you're going to know I'm right when it happens alright um, so firstly I'll hit the mailbag uh, we had a topic you know, we, this topic people started they've got on the topic thing and so we'll uh, put it out there NRL CEO said who's worse off paying 500 grand in 2018 Manly for Nate Miles or Para for what bro like fucking hands down Parramatta yeah, because I, I mean because they got no Miles. value for money this year let alone fucking three four years down the track Miles is uh, I don't know. He just strikes me as a guy that's just going to go. He's played for enough clubs too. Like Watmo yeah. was was staunch manly. Yeah. And then the whole thing that led to him leaving there. Whereas Miles has been Bulldogs, Roosters, yeah. Titans. Yep. His that guy's a fucking professional. He's seen he's, it all. He puts it in, puts in wherever he's played. And so. people will bring up the, like the whole you know terrible fucking shit in the thing. Like in the day, if you got the green apple splatters and you're locked out of your hotel room. Yeah. He wasn't knocking a shit. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, there's only, sometimes there's you only so much control you Sometimes have. you don't choose the shit. Sometimes the, the, the need to choose the you. <laughs> and I mean, like he rightfully, you know, he took a lot of crap for it and rightfully so. I mean, it's funny, but um, it wasn't like he, he, he like carnied it or something and just went up to someone and was just like, go check this out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so, like his teammate came home and saw him straddled over a glass top coffee table taking it, wait. Well, that's another story for another day. Well, yeah, it wasn't the teammate came back to the hotel room and it shitting in their shoe, <laughs> a la Julian O'Neill. I mean, that's that's a story straight from the pages of history. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think I mean, obviously, my my opinion doesn't count because I'm I'm going to say that hey, 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 what B Miles going to Manly? So what the fuck do you think I'm going to say? But sincerely, I think that that is a better option just because Watmo has his decline from last year to this year has been absolutely incredible. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? See a tweet coming from someone. <laughs> what? The 2007 Corey Davis 03. I've got some tweets from him this week. The 2007 City team are really going to miss the service of Anthony What My Days That's tremendous. Well, welcome. I fucking love that. Welcome back to the Twitter machine, Corey. Oh, it? Corey. It's been sensational. I mean, he, did, he tweeted just you know, a couple of weeks ago Good. saying that the Very reason- unfortunate looking head, but fuck, you can tweet some funny shit. I mean, the re- he said a couple of weeks ago the reason he came back to Twitter was because, because he was listening to the show. So Good man. Fucking spot on, son. Now, big tiger, the biggest tiger. He said, player as referee round. Any player over 50 games is in a pool and drawn out the ref a game for the round. Fucking hell. <laughs> That is one of the most obscure, bizarre ideas ever. But oh, can you imagine though? Like, what if it was someone who was like, like a renowned McEnroe, like Michael Ennis or something? Have him as a referee and have players just fucking. Remember when Gus Gould doing- stood in as a uh, as a touchy? Imagine trying to get Gus Gould to stand in as a referee now. <laughs> he did. He'd blow the whistle. He'd fucking he'd run up. They'd make the first tackle. He'd collapse of heart attack and fucking die on the field. He'd he'd die trying to measure the first ten meters of the of the match. <laughs> Like, 
run from halfway. He, you know, he'd be there. He'd be watching watching the cross the line offside from the kickoff. And he's dead by the time and he gets down to the centre. I, I love Gus Gould. Don't get me wrong. I don't I wish just, death on Gus Gould at all. I just think that you know, <laughs> just, it's just science. He would die. It, I'm not saying I want him to or anything, but no. yeah. Aussie eighty six. Oh, Take so much. It's Aussie as in uh, Black Sabbath. What is Glenn going to do Friday night? Go to the Broncos or stay at home and watch the Tigers get pumped? Hash, decisions, decisions. Oh, the Tigers aren't going to get pumped, but I am going to go to the Broncos because I paid a fucking lot of money for the ticket, or the seat rather, and um, and I always keep up with the uh, the score at the game of the Tigers game whilst I'm there, and uh, then I watch it when I get home. I might be able to text you this week and give you, keep you up, up to that and the Tigers thing either because I'll be there. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's right. Someone just someone text me. Who's it? <laughs> now, a couple of people brought it up. I, I believe that uh, David M fifty one avoider was one of them. I don't have this written down my notes, so it's a freestyle shit. But it just reminded me. A couple of people mentioned last week. I didn't mention. I didn't, I didn't mention. I didn't. I didn't realize at the time when I was listening because I you know, probably wasn't. But you referred to the Broncos as we. A couple of people brought that up. I honestly don't... It, I didn't consciously do it, and I obviously... I don't fucking remember doing it, but if I did do it... The fact it's an unconscious thing, though, it's it's like, it's worrying for the people down at Leichhardt, the subjects of the fucking King of Campbelltown, or the King of the West, or whatever the fuck King Chapo, called, Chapo called me the King of the West. He hasn't yeah. called me that for a long time. He'd want to fucking start again, or I might start offending him everywhere. Wait, I'll do that already. Um, look... I enjoy going to the Broncos games. It's a little bit of time out with one of my best mates. Get there, watch a bit of footy. Um, I enjoy watching the Broncos fucking play well. I enjoy watching the opposition teams come up and watch the fucking good players. Do you really think I'm going to become a Broncos fan? It's possible. It's not going to happen. Your son's a Broncos fan. Yeah. Your next one's probably going to be too. And he's fucking borderline getting adopted out. The kid sleeps with a football. He sleeps with a fucking football. Can you believe this? Last last night, he went to sleep in his Broncos jersey, clutching a football. Yeah. So I'm saying that sort of shit can melt a father's heart. Turn him. Nah. Change lifetime Mate, of historical patterns. I have... Let's face it, you're already forsaking your fucking state. I mean, a club site can do nothing. <laughs> well, as you know, and have said numerous times on air and off, club first and foremost. Yeah, but that's me. Huh? That's me, though. That's you. And imagine, other, other someone, be like, imagine if someone of my integrity, Nathan, my fucking integrity, compared to someone that fucking... Yes, they you trade. Know, you, really, got no, you, mean, you got none. The equivalent of something I stepped in yesterday. Um, I'm a Tigers man. Always will be. Always have been. Except, except when you're a Magpies guy. Magpies guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a track record. Look, at the end of the day, the Magpies don't fucking exist anymore. And a lot of people, there's, there's certain people, maybe 50 or 60 of them sat on the fucking hill at Campbelltown the other week, they're having trouble fucking accepting that, okay? The, the Magpies don't exist. If they did, I'd still be a Magpies guy. Yeah, but then we had that discussion when, you know, Balmain's falling into hard times, West could assume the assume the, the, the control of the JV and, and potentially, you know, asshole Tigers faction from there and make it back to the Maggies. But you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I don't really see that that is going to happen. If the West Tigers yeah, were no more and the Magpies if, came back, if, I say, if, I'd be a Magpies guy. Yeah. If the fucking Tigers and the Magpies were there, the West Tigers and the Western Suburbs Magpies, that's probably not going to happen. No. Fuck, what do you do there? I'd well, have to be a Magpie do? again, wouldn't 
Would you? What happened? Where, 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 the, where the Tigers stand then? Well, geez, that's a fucking conundrum, that one. All that history. <laughs> a decade-ish. <laughs> a decade and a touch. Fifteen years, bitch. A decade and a bit. <laughs> or whatever. I just love how... I'm subtracting the years where they didn't play. Why is every week just people just attacking me and you get because off scot-free? Because you Whereas sit there attacking know, them. People know. You sit there attacking them all week, how that's why. How fucking dare you? You I defend myself vigorously, Nathan, and I reserve well, I that read, right. I could read someone's name on a tweet, not even the tweet, just like the name where it comes from, and, you, and you're going, to, oh, what a fuckhead that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the high sparrow of rugby league truth and real talk. Well, like the high sparrow in <laughs> Game of Thrones, presumably, because I don't know, I don't, I can't, I don't think he's received the comeuppance in the books, so I don't think he has, No. But I'm, presumably he will. Because <laughs> it happens to everyone. And that is what happens to you every fucking week. Do you know, before I ever watched Game of Thrones, yeah. before I ever got into it, yeah. I was listening to Joe Rogan, and uh, he's obviously a big fan. He's like, sometimes the world you know, needs to be a bit more like Game of Thrones, where, you know, cunts just get fucking jacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to bring to the table to people that fucking diss me on Twitter. Sometimes I have a platform here or I can fucking abuse them. And I like to take that opportunity. And uh, they have a platform. It's a social media network called Twitter where they can abuse you. <laughs> and they avail themselves of that on a weekly basis. And so I think what we've, we've walked around in a circle, but we've come to, come to a bit of a, a, a conclusion here that they're going to give you shit and you're going to give them shit and you both deserve it. No, I get attacked and I defend myself vigorously. If people didn't attack me, I'd be just as nice as I am to people that don't attack me. To these fuckheads. <laughs> um, Fabsy said, uh, LOL, as the Saints are running out, there's a guy in the middle of the Dragon's Army with a This Week in League scarf, hash represent. Uh, to which I replied, yeah, that was Aussie Blackwell on Twitter. Everyone fucking... Follow this dude at Aussie Blackwell. He was down there at El Loco and um, good dude. He even fucking spends far too much time hanging out with Chapo though. Yeah, that's like, look. If you know, if we're going to pick flaws in people, I mean, that's one. Yeah. Um, maybe he's the only one. I mean, all the dragons thing too. So you know, he's got two major he's flaws. He's not the most attractive dude in the world either. That's yeah. probably why he hangs out with Chapo. So he looks like a fucking male model from Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> From, from Mumbai? I don't know. What's Mumbai got to do with anything? <laughs> anyway, he um yeah he photographed prominently people. Well, it started off on Twitter like at this game going, oh, did you just ever did everyone see Chris? You know, with the with the rest of it. I said no, I didn't. I mean, go wind the screen back and see if you can get a picture of it. So then people started sending in screen caps or whatever of it. Just um, the color, like the <laughs> fucking color against the red and white fucking army sticks out. Like, it just oh wow. Just tremendous. It sticks um, out like my tiny penis in my fucking. And then front appears on the front shots. page of the leader today, yes. or you know, so tremendous, tremendous work, Aussie Blackwell. I mean, we that sort of stuff is you know, like super fan is that that race is probably probably Absolutely. done this year, but that dead set that would would have been enough to win in the first four or five years of the show. Yeah, but four years most certainly. There's going to be times where there's a few. Yeah. A few people um, at a game. Or this is what I'm sort of envisaging. Mm-hmm. A few people at a game. <laughs> There's some fucking hideous refereeing decision. Camera, Camera pans goes around. Up, yeah. There's about half a dozen people all with the scarf. Fuck, I can't wait. 
And uh, then the Western Weekender, it was uh, this week in this week in fucking print media. The Western Weekender, we had uh, we had like the Penrith fan of the week or whatever. Oh mate, Shunter, Shunter eighty six in there. Very unfortunate. With a this week in league sticker stuck just just to the side of him in the uh, in the little photograph where he was looking like he was twelve years of age. Oh, that's great. The fucking beard that's back. Just get the beard back, Shunter. Really, you know, like it adds twelve not, years to yeah, your life. You, you, you look. You, you, you I mean, you, you can't really talk either, but what? I mean, unless it's growing back. I mean, you've got like, you know, you've got two days there. You're going to keep it going or what? No. Fucking constant disappointment. You wonder why people on Twitter give you shit. Um, so, yeah, fucking just massive props to you boys for representing. Um, at Through West Mail, this is a blast from the past, dude, too, because I had a look at his timeline and the tweet before this tweet was to us. In like 2013, Jesus, <laughs> and then the one before that was like in in like say, say like May or March 2013, and then the one before that was September and the year before. So he said, uh, "Rosa, his uh, name is allegedly." I thought you guys used to have way more comments and retweets. You used to listen back in 2012. What happened? I said, "Well, the show was getting to three and a half hours. That's what fucking happened, <laughs> and now it's under two. You know, most of the most of the time, you know, we certainly try and keep it to." Well, the, the format we have at the moment seems to get it or land it around the two hours. I mean, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. And um, fuck, I don't even know if we could do a three and a half hour show anymore. I mean, it's, we start later. You're already fucking out of here. Like, yeah, we just, we definitely start later. If you're three and a half hours, you'd be out of here after midnight. Mm. And you're already fucking, you up a storm from about 11 on. And, you know, we finish sort of, you know, what, 11, 1130, yeah. you know, sometimes before 11, you know, rarely. Um so yeah, that's not possible anymore. But also, I mean, it just evolved from feedback as well from people sort of saying, you know, like the vo- maybe they're a vocal minority, or whatever. But they're you know kind of like, you know, too fucking long on this section, too long on that, and then you know, yeah, I guess it organically you, know, you can't to have too much of a good thing. And um, I probably lament that we don't tweet as much during games from the from yeah, the account, yeah. um, which is something I'm trying to uh, find time to work on. But yeah. Fuck man, generally I'm trying to watch a game, control a one year old, and I've got a seven year old dad. Was this a try? Was this a try? And he's reenacting tries that he scored in the lounge room, and then I've got to adjudicate on those. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, there's a fair bit going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's because I think that's that brings the community together during games as well. Yeah. Um, the best thing is though, I can't remember what game it was the other night. Was it the Manly game? Anyway. We, there was a fucking... We must have had 100 and, 130 tweets after one game. It might have been the Manly game. Oh, the, yeah. I just I just refreshed, <laughs> and it just went, bam, 130 mentions. That, that, was, that was a fucking tough night on Twitter to manage, because we had our account... Well, it started with someone like Hammers putting a picture of a penis. But that was in... <laughs> yeah, that was that's impressive. What, that's what kicked it off. Yeah, it was only after I sent and Hammers then, a picture of my penis, and then and then, so, and then something, then something happened on the over on my account as well. And it just that's right, they just decided that they were going to try and tag as many people in a tweet, and they just kept adding a new person to every tweet, and just kept going and going. And then we got penis coming over here, and then I'm trying over on the seagulls <laughs> one, trying to trying to spin shit on that. Uh, fuck, <laughs> fucking hell, that's something that has happened more this year. People tagging us in tweets, and we just get carried along on this fucking argument journey, whatever discussion, yeah, uh, whatever it may the case may be, and. Uh, yeah, and notifications blow blow the fuck up. Good times. 
Dragon's Girl 2010, a.k.a. The New Exotic, Manola Cavete. Thanks for the shout-out. She's ex- exotic in every sense of the word. And, you know, She's- the fact that you called, you know, someone, you know, the word exotic was applied to, to Dennis Valente. Yeah, but that was ever. before we met him, and Valente is an exotic name. I mean... It is. It is. But he doesn't do it justice. No. His brother's going some it's a part of the way there. But Dennis is sitting around fucking on his own with no friends, getting someone to lift him up onto a stool at El Loco and sipping on a Midori. That's not very fucking exotic. And he's rocking some fucking serious beard action, though. He really is. But um, Manolo at the moment, just sensational work. Definite future ex-wife potential. Thanks for the shout-out. Have moved into equal second on the tipping competition. <laughs> <laughs> it just landed, did it? <laughs> wait, wait. What did you say? And um, she's uh, equal second on tipping competition, though, as we'll find out later. So, so I'm sticking around a little longer. Excellent to hear. And <laughs> right on cue, Unky D, how dare you usurp me as exotic? Ash loyalty is dead. Usurper, <laughs> <laughs> you watch too much Game of Thrones. Uh, at Alan Paul Walker, as opposed to just plain Paul Walker, who, of course. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> when is Rise for Shunt around? I haven't got up yet. <laughs> It's a good point. You did tell us the date. Was it in July? I think it was in July. So it's coming up. Well, I'm afraid to ask him. He said in his Twitter bio, don't ask him about my fucking ankle. I'm a celebrity. I only eat blue M&Ms. <laughs> Sparkling fucking water. To be advised, the round that happens will we'll no doubt theme an episode around, <laughs> around the rise of Shana round. And um, Shana86 himself chimes in and says, uh, re-watching an old episode of How I Met Your Mother and heard this week in League intro music. And I was like, do you mean like the, the intro, 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 like real, mu- that music, like This Week in Lee, uh, yeah. or do you mean like the actual like theme song? Because like if it's intro, intro music, and yeah, fair enough, it's like an Apple loop that comes with Garage Band, I've heard it on commercials before as well. Um, but if it's the other one, it's like actually like music that I actually wrote, and I'll fucking sue that fucking Ted Mosby bullshit show, because they got the money to give me. <laughs> and if I could just sue Ted Mosby... Just that, or, or, or just that guy? He's not a real person, Nathan. Or Willow from Buffy. I can't even remember what she was called in the show. Look, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Neil Patrick Harris and um, the other kind out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kind out of fucking all those gotcha. all those movies. With yeah, all, I know those comedy movies. Jason, someone. Jason Siegel. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave him out of it too because he's given me, you know. Tremendous entertainment in the past with movies he, like This Is the End and what, stuff. What, you hating on the chick from fucking American Pie? Is that Willow from Buffy? I oh, know, the redhead chick, Sean. Oh, I don't hate her, but like, you know, oh, you know she can be, she would be a respondent in my case for damages. God. Along with Ted Mosby, who of I'm course is going to sure be that, the first. I'm pretty sure they didn't pick the fucking theme music for their, for their <laughs> series that they started in, mate. It's not the, it's not the theme music series. I think it was like a nightclub scene or something, and it was like, oh, you know, something like that. Which is pretty, pretty Why budget. We, if they're using it like a free Apple loop. This week in Suing How I Met Your Mother. But, this week in I Hate Tesmo, Ted Mosby. Anyone that's a class action. <laughs> it's a class action. This week in League, Twill Nation, and all members. Ticketed members versus How I Met Your Mother, 
specifically Ted Mosby and Willow from Buffy and all the fucking imbeciles that watched that show and allowed it to remain on air Nick all the way show. through to its unsatisfying it's fucking another, conclusion. Another thing that you'll have to hate on her for and she'll have to... No, she's got some good taste in stuff though. She'll still fucking find a way to claw your eyes out. That's what she does. Apart from tasting men, I mean, I don't have a lot of problem with her, to be honest. She's got the same taste in men that you have, Nathan. <laughs> There's another thing you've got in common. <laughs> Baby. Mate, <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer men with beards, mate. Do you? Yeah. I'll leave the boys. And tiny penises, it I'll would seem. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the boys to your wife. <laughs> Caitlin Blakey, Blakely. Now... <laughs> in an operation I just need to go out in the fucking cold just get out the Remington fucking micro I just need to go out in the cold and the turtle goes back into his shell Uh. (laughs) I've got two belly buns JR underscore buff was Techno Viking coined by a Twill or a Twill Nation member if so MG has thieved it Uh, I made sure I replied with MG in the thread there that um yeah it was actually Hammers that coined it first hang on a sec did you see did you see Austin's try celebration. He's no. done these ones. <laughs> like this. So he what knows, we need knows. to do is we need to get a fucking screenshot, screenshot of that with, um, and split it with the Techno Viking doing yeah, these ones. Yeah. And um, you got yourself a fucking viral meme there, my friend. He's a, he's You're welcome. The, like, who, who could have imagined last year, bench player for the Tigers this year... But he wasn't a... That's the thing. He Colt. wasn't a fucking bench player. He killed it all year. Yeah. Yeah, All he year, he fucking... And there was times was, when, he, when he had to take over. It was yeah. like a fairy tale story. He was bought from the P- Panthers. They said, Moses is, you know, the future 5'8 or whatever, but you've got to force your way into the side. So he did. And Anasta was there. Yep. You've got to force your way into the side. He was killing it. He won four games in a row single-handedly mm. in Reggie's. You can't do any more than that. He made it to first grade, didn't have a bad game. And then was told, and rightfully so, the Tigers had to make a decision. They went with the young gun halves and all the rest of it. And, fuck, I couldn't be happier for the bloke. Yes, I wish he was still playing for the Tigers. But, um, no, but I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there are 16 or 15 clubs in the NRL we go, fuck yeah, come on over. It's just, it's so good, it's such a good story. Someone that was like, there's a lot of people that, that fucks them. Oh, yeah. I've got to, you know, oh, I didn't work out at Penrith, now I've got to go here, oh, I'm fucking back in reserve grade. Yeah. Like, that guy's got the best attitude. Yep. He's and great is, off the field he's as got well. some. He's got some mistakes in him, but he got, he... That, he that never dude stops trying. He's so fucking committed to, to fucking victory, oh, single-handedly, almost, you know, mm. like to achieving victory. It's just, you, you can't fucking hate on that shit. You can't at all. I want to see him bust out but some fucking MG, techno. But MG, you can't hate on you thieving fucking shit. I mean, like, you know, it's not the first time that, you know, the, the mainstream media has thieved something from this show. And, you know, and then also from one of our listeners who came up with us, if not us. So I think you owe everyone an apology, MG, and um, <laughs> fucking sort yourself out, mate. Dead or seven. it could just be a fucking coincidence. It's not exactly a million miles. Look, mate. Put it this way, the way I'm thinking at the moment, I mean, Wally Wanker should have fucking smashed you, mate. Just, you know, for that sort of shit, retrospect, retroactively sentenced to fucking punch in the head from Wally Wanker for thieving shit 20 years into the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, Niles, 1991. 
Ted Ivano sentenced to a minimum nine month jail for assaulting partner. Good, good, good story. Good news story. And uh, fuck you, Ted Ivano. And thank God, Manly did the right thing and fucked him off before he even went to court. Um, Bernard JKD jumped in on that. Zane Ted Ivano hopes some grub inside knifes that dirty woman bashing bastard. We don't wish with his on. penis in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I showed you that that thing on Oz with the spoon, right? I think I showed it was like a YouTube clip. It was years ago now. Yeah, on what? There's a TV show called Oz. It was on HBO back nah. in the early 2000s. It was about a, a prison and um, like a, a maximum security prison. <coughs> and follow the story of, you know, about half a dozen main characters and then obviously other, you know, supporting character inmates and people. Oh, it was a TV show? Yeah, it was a TV show on HBO. watched it. But there's one part where one guy becomes a bitch in the vernacular to like a, a Nazi, uh, you know, like a, an Aryan brother guy. <clears throat> and he takes spooning to a whole new level because he literally licks a spoon, gets the guy to turn around and jams it up his ass. I thought I'd show you that, but there you go. Oh, no, that's <laughs> not something I forget. <laughs> But basically, you know, Oz is, you know, it's a tremendous documentary about prison life. I believe it was real. Even a dude that played dumb. One of the main characters was the dude that played Stabler in SVU for years and years and years. Just looking at, there's a story Rugby League Week have just posted on... Um, Bound to be true if Rugby League Week have posted it. On uh, fucking Albert Kelly. What about him? Well, I think he's followed fucking Bruce Jenner's mould. He's looking remarkably like Yvonne Gulagon. What's the story, Jeez, though? He's put some kgs on Albert Kelly. He's got fourteen chins. Anyway, he's um looks like he's going to stay at Hull KR. That's the uh, that's the story. But I was more interested in the picture. <laughs> So basically, fucking nothing happened anywhere, and that's what you no, no. I haven't, I haven't read the story. I was too busy looking at the picture. Okay. I mean, it could be very unflattering for the man. Just not hate on him too much. Yeah. Super Grover Four. Nate's not a hipster anymore. He's a bespoke urban individual. One nil, motherfucker. I'm not sure what the one nil is. That, is that is like that hipster talk? Because I, I can't understand that. Is that like? Is, I shaved my beard off. Is he saying that like you know he oh he fucking got me then he burned me as one nil? Don't get it. I don't get it either, but I mean, if it is 1-0, I mean, that's still like only half of the 2-0 that Manly have put on the Storm this year, motherfucker, so one all, or oh, actually fucking game, set, and match, checkmate. Checkmate. Back to back to your fucking Frankston hole, you soulless little ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dave, you fucking top bloke, hope to see you at the grand final final. He won't be there. He has he he has showed up to a couple of grand finals. Like he was he was there in 2013, the day after when I was like still fucking drunk, <laughs> like you know, about to catch a plane. He came morning. in 2011, yeah. 2011. That's that's when we first met him. Like he wasn't a listener of the show then. I think he he started listening after the after the fact. Really? Yeah, he didn't come. How the because fuck did he meet us then? <clears throat> just random. I think he was, I think it was wasn't it just random like knowing people from Twitter or something like other people from Twitter oh, that came to yeah. I'm sure he'll fill us in. Matt Jim Frank B. Just finished episode 190. Coffee has turned Glenn into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur of an RL pundit. Recaps of uh, recaps off the chisane. 
for starters. What does that even mean? I'm so confused. Is he saying it's good or is it saying that I've got short arms? Well, well, it's common knowledge that you didn't watch Predator all the way through. You started, the skinned bodies, that was the end of it for you. Mm. Now, I'm pretty sure the skinned bodies, Arnold Schwarzenegger's crew comes on skinned bodies, right? So that means that you'd seen the scene previous to that where they're flying in on a helicopter in the, on the in the Huey with the team and then, you know, there's banter and everything like that and Jesse Ventura is like chewing tobacco and some guy says something and he goes, you know, this shit will make you a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus just like me. That's what that, that's what that refers to. That's a part of the movie you've seen and you've been referential retard about us. It was 1986. You didn't see it at the cinema. I did. You walked out of the cinema? Yes. Holy fuck. You walked out of the fucking cinema? Yes. Unfucking believable You have got to be joking me. I told my dad. It's probably the only fucking movie my father ever took me to. First I told my last. dad, I can't watch this. And he said, here, have some change. Go and play the pinball machines. So I did. Have some change. Go buy yourself a dress. <laughs> <laughs> You were a constant disappointment to that great man. I don't know what year it was. Yeah, I am. I, I really was. There's this whole state trader thing as well. Yeah. Basically, the Maggie thing is the only thing that kept you alive. May he rest in peace. Um, Niles against Centurio. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter, and I know how much Nate likes his Mitchai and Schnitties. As a meme, the schnitzels. Weight Watchers are releasing a new chicken schnitzel named after Mitchell Pierce, the Mitchzy. You can eat as much of it as you like of it and it has no points in it. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of a, bit, of Weight Watch, bit of Weight Watchers humour there. Um, Mr. Underscore so Wars. fat people need to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Underscore Wars. Broncos had six out for origin. Most of any team, and you guys say we weren't, aren't impacted like previous years. Most of any team, all in capitals. Who's well, that? Fucking Sam. Listen, mate. Mm. Listen. Don't call him mate. He's not our mate. He's oh, yeah. He's, he's sort of. He's sort no, of, see, this is a problem. Of, this, he's sort I'm, of too, is. I'm so staunch. When I see a guy with a fucking top knot and those glasses, you like that lying to through his name. No, he's not a mate of mine. Yeah, see, I've never seen those glasses oh, in, in like in person. I only seen a photograph. Look, we didn't say that the Broncos had the least number of players out for fucking state of origin, <laughs> mate. What we said was you weren't impacted like you were in previous years because you didn't lose a Darren fucking Lockyer or an Alfie fucking Langer or one of those type of motherfuckers. Why are you talking like Sam? I'm just trying to That's fucking... That's how he talks. I'm trying are you to, trying to speak his language? I'm trying to fucking communicate to this person. Don't. The only way no. I know how. No. All he understands is if you put a rubber glove on and inserted it in certain orifices... That he owns. Yeah. That's yeah. how he, that's the only language and he his speaks. His prostate starts smiling. Well, I'm, look, I'm, <laughs> that thing's been poked and prodded that many times. I'm not sure it's even there anymore. It's been pushed somewhere up around his fucking. Just want to say, though, but it wasn't a competition to see who, many had, who had the most plays in origin. You had fucking Gillett, useless for the Broncos. Boyd. Great player. Two games back. Played two fucking games for your team. He's not a crucial member of what's come before in this season with 13 rounds in, for fuck's sake. Who else? Maguire's the only motherfucker of value. Well, Corey Parker. There you go. There's a couple. But you know what? The most important thing, McCulloch, still fucking there. Hunt, still there. Milford. Milford, still there. And the fullback who you played the majority of your fucking season with, except for the previous two weeks, still there. So your spine's intact. You didn't lose all your fucking guys like... 
the Tigers. Your entire spine, like you do, you know, you did previously. That's what the point is. So, how very dare you, sir? And I bid you good night. In previous years, the Broncos would lose their spine and resemble Sam himself. Mm-hmm. A spineless motherfucker. Just yapping away, laying on the ground, fucking flopping about with no spine. Sending top-knot selfies in. <laughs> Although he has lost a top-knot now, so, I mean, you, you don't, can't have that yeah, on him. Too little, too late. Yeah, all right. Still a gronk. G Campbell, underscore 88. Over the next eight rounds, the Tigers have four Friday and two Sunday Channel 9 games, a Monday and a bye. Channel 9 ratings set to plummet. Hash Tigers in decline. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm talking about. See? Hey, if need... I was to attack this I'm... individual, I would be called names. I'm just defending myself. Hey, I do need you to bring me the remainder of the Tigers in decline shirts too because sold two of them through the week. You know what two's more than? The number of fucking TMB shirts he sold through the week. <laughs> Facebook. Just one from Facebook this week. Uh, Bernard Duff. He sent us through um, quite a lengthy message, but very well researched. We put it on him to you know talk about Quasi Grodo and what he would be making and that kind of thing. Um, he's got back to us and he said, just getting back to you on Matt Grode, he signed for Salford in September 2014 for the 2015 season. However, the deal fell through when he didn't get a visa. This may be because he played zero games for St. George Illawarra last year and as such, he may not, have, may not have met some minimum requirements to obtain a visa. Anyway, he signed for Doncaster well into the season in mid-April as the attached press release shows and it's just so, you know, it's their, it's their press release they put out so they got him. Um, <clears throat> And on our question about feeder clubs, the clubs in the second division called the Championship often have a formal working relationship with Super League teams. This means they can avail of as much as four players a week to bolster their squads. This dual signing was meant to keep youngsters at Super League active as the Super League killed off its under-23 league a couple of years ago. However, this dual registration is very troublesome as certain shithouse sides like Swinton have given appearances to talented online lot youngsters like Adrian Morley and Lee Ryers, whereas some teams like Sheffield and Featherstone have bravely given two fingers to Super League sides and haven't hoard themselves out. At first, I was sure that Matt Grote was a dual registration player, but no, it seems he was actually a free agent, so I have no idea what he did for eight months before April. Anyway, he's number 38 at Doncaster. Check out his unveiling picture in the Doncaster press release. Boy, does he look unhappy. Doncaster are a very small club by championship standards, though they did amazingly well last year getting to one game of the final. This year, the record is played 14, lost 14. Played for, played 15, lost 15 by the time of your next episode, I would say. So their miles will drift at the bottom and sure to be relegated to third division. Doncaster average crowds of probably 300 to 600, I would say. So Grote is playing semi-pro. I think only, only three of the 12 clubs in the championship are fully pro, but Doncaster are definitely not using the full salary cap. I think the salary cap for championship was increased slightly recently to something like £300,000. This is because promotion and relegation to Super League was introduced, and now it's something like £800,000. As he's a mid-season signing, I think Doncaster definitely won't be giving him more than much more than 15k, I would think. So. Wow. Wow. Very revealing, very good uh, information. I had no idea of any of that stuff. I mean, so. between him and Jacob Miller and... Yeah. There's a lot of shanies going on. There is, there is. There's times, I mean, we could pull sound bites out. We just like, you're singing the praises for all the players too. Jacob Miller, he was was he your pick for Revelation one year? Or he was definitely your pick for Rookie of the Year. Look, At some I, stage in the history of I've the show. I've said a lot of dumb shit on this show. Let's be real. Yep. Like, really, really dumb shit. <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> oh, it always sounds good at the time. Yeah. 
And the thing is, you throw yourself out there and you know that if it comes off, you look like a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> a genius, if you will. And uh, if it doesn't, it all gets forgotten pretty fast. <laughs> but if it does happen, it doesn't get forgotten ever because you can keep bringing it up. That's and correct. Up and up. Like that Not year, me. Not like, me. Like I 2011 just, I just when I bring the Daily Cherry House to be the revelation, Rookie of the Year, all that good shit. Um, just general stuff. Uh, memberships, there's not many left. I have to do an actual count for how many we've got, but it's, it's like three, two, something like that. Not many. Um, I just want to give a shout out to people like Drew underscore Nathan, That's True, Hammers, Saluni Poz, Shanta, Biggest Tiger, and everyone else who sent three pics of their membership stuff when it arrived. And uh, no thanks to Timmy McIntyre for the naked selfies. <laughs> you see the one he sent through with the scarf wrapped around his penis and ass region and the, then the hoodie, uh, the beanie on? I've seen more of Tim than I fucking ever really needed to. You've seen, seen more of Tim than you know, you've, you've seen of yourself, most probably. Unless you've got mirrors all around you and you're well, <laughs> checking yourself out from every angle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been known to happen. Um, Sometimes you're in fucking Maya's dressing room they've got those mirrors everywhere and yeah. you're just like, you know what? I'm here. There's mirrors. May as well nude up. I'm half naked anyway. I'm trying some clothes on. May as well finish the job. And that's the story how I got evicted from... Why you're banned for life from uh, from Wire. At M51 Avoider asked, are there any spare scarves? Well, given... Initially, there was going to be spare. But then the memberships increased. So they they got rolled into the additional membership packs. So, this is what I was thinking, and a couple of people were tweeting about it online the other day. Can you please shut that down? Not, not yet, we'll get to that. No, we'll, no, can you please shut it down, because I just saw that smiley thing, and I just, a little we, bit of pee came out. Look this way, look this way. No, because you look remarkably like go, that. Can go, you, go, to your happy, go to your happy place. No, I can't. Go to your happy a place. A little bit of pee come out. Yeah, yeah, More's going to come out if you don't fucking shut it down. So, scarves, Focus. Focus. I was thinking we make some more scarves. The rest fault on one side. Because people fucking... They're loving the rest fault. Loving it. On the other side, I feel we have a couple of options. I want to make... I want to keep the member stuff member exclusive so we will lose the tour nation. Rest fault on one side. I reckon the other side. Can either go rest fault, just double side it. B. Go with something else. Some other phrase. Could be like a... A, a cliche... Rugby league to the referee phrase, like, you know, get him off or, you know, all can't day, sir. Can't we just go this week in league? Well, we could. I mean, it just depends. I mean, this is on putting it out to people. Happy to make them, because there are a lot of people who have expressed interest in, you know, perhaps getting a scarf. And I'm, I'm happy to, the more times I'm happy to make, satisfy that interest. The more times people stand in the middle of the Dragon's Army and, and those yeah. sorts of places. Yeah. And it stands out like, you know like make team colour team colour rest fault scars for every fucking club <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not a bad idea that either. would be cool anyway let us know what you think guys <laughs> um, the biggest tiger you know, just put the hard word into some family and friends about the run TMB shirts hopefully we get it over the line that dude's a fucking champion and he's personally apart from the ones he's bought he's, he's personally got he another couple over the line as well so um, he's got more over the line than I have yeah definitely and at the end of the day My family doesn't give two fucks about me, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> At the end of the day, there's, there's three more to be solved, I think. So, like, if work dies down this week, I might just activate the fuckers anyway, because it's close enough, and the people who aren't cunts, 
deserve to have their faith repaid on the shirt and you know fuck knows the Tigers aren't going to push them over the line the way they're going lately so I think we're you know we're probably close enough. I think I'll activate it this week if I get a chance. Um, Drew underscore Nathan five another another suggestion. Who else wants a this week in league app? Central place for all things Twill Nation. Make it happen, cunts. Look, that guy has has like he's had opportunities to come up with you know fucking meaningful things in his life. Mm. It's taken, it's taken a lifetime, but he's fucking finally got there. Yeah, that's the most remarkable fucking idea I've I've heard from him, well, from ever fucking quite a considerable amount of people. But that's that's one of the best, <laughs> and it's something I've I've actually got like um a PSD somewhere of like you know mock up screens and backgrounds and stuff for a different app because it's something I've been thinking about for years. It's just the featureless, like what would you put in it? That's a, that's what I've struggled with, you know, like bedding down what you know, obviously. Oh, an easy way to get to the podcast, you know, regardless of the platform. That's you know, not going through the podcast app. That's that's one. That's one. What else? Up to you guys. We'll probably get it done. It'll probably be an off-season thing. I would imagine. I'll just, I'll just uh, roll the time that I'd normally use on the show and just roll it into developing the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess we want to hear. You know, if a is it is it a decent idea? B, what you would want to have in it. And then, you know, maybe we can uh, bed down some sort of feature list or something and um, go from there. Um, Matty McP25. Hey, he's tweeted ISC. Hey, ISC Sport. Stop whatever else you're doing and finish the This Week in League jerseys pronto, please. Sincerely, <laughs> to Nation. What was the total time on those from the time it all sort of commenced? Six weeks. Six weeks. So we're, we're in, at this stage, what, are we into week two or is it into week three at this stage? I think we... About two Ooh, weeks in, two I think. Weeks in. So let's, uh, let's say they're about a month away. Uh, Cody Girdlestone. The missus doesn't want a Twill Nation sticker on the car. Any chance I can change my scarf to hash Steph's fault? Hash, actually, good idea. Cody Girdlestone, you need to get the hand back in your relationship, quite frankly. And I don't mean, like, you know, the hand, like, like Louis. I mean, you, know, you get the upper Jeez. hand back in your relationship. I mean, how, how, how dare you let her tell you what stickers can and cannot be on cars unless it's her car. In True. which case, she's perfectly right and you should fucking sit back. <laughs> How you going, Steph? <laughs> Love you. <laughs> and now we're talking about the trailer thing. I'll just put it out there. Glenn watches trailers. This is going to be the new exciting segment of the show. I'm, I'm not watching it. You're going to review this trailer for us, Glenn. And um, the trailer selected... Well, this is one I had in mind. And when I put it out there, the first tweet we got from uh, Special K Online was for this. And so I knew it was meant to be. And um, so what we need to do is get some structure around this. First thing, have you seen The Human Centipede? No. You haven't seen... No. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised too. You haven't seen the movie. But so you haven't seen... We need to check. Have you seen the movie? You haven't seen The Human Centipede? Yeah. No? Okay. Good. So now we're going to watch the trailer. And uh, you can give us your impressions of the trailer and what you think the movie's about and if you think it's a good movie or not. Okay? A Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. (laughs) The human centipede. First sequence. (laughs) We start with cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps. I'm never doing that again. That is the fucking worst thing I've ever seen in my life. 
apart from your face. Anyway. <laughs> so, what, so, 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 what do you think? What do you, so, what do you think of that? Yeah, do you think that'd be a good movie to watch? No, no. no like I, I know, you, I know you're, you're, you'd be too scared to watch that movie. But, you know, do you, what do you think about the movie? What do you? They lay that, the plot out there pretty, pretty much for you. How do you think it ends? Clearly, it shows them in that in that sequence. Clearly, shows them in there that, that he that he achieves the human centipede that he so richly desires. So, how do you think it ends? It showed how it ends. How? It's a bit of ass to mouth shit going on. Yeah, but that's not the ending. I mean, that's not the last frame of film, is it? How do you think it ends? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. It, I don't want to know how it ends. Do the centipede people? Do they do they rise up? Do they unstitch themselves? Are they? You know, and kill the dude, or... Isn't there a human centipede too? Yeah, I haven't seen that, though. There's a three just coming out, actually. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't think they're related to each other. Oh. I, I did watch the trailer for three, though, and I think it's in a prison, and it shows, like, a prison yard, you know, orange jumpsuits, and there's, like, a hundred sequins <laughs> human centipede. <laughs> so, uh, human centipede, I mean, um, on, on the trailer, on the trailer, This is not about rugby league. No, you know, and we're, no, we're, not, but the fans, no, but the fans have asked no. for this. So, well, quite frankly, the fans can get fucked because I'm never doing anything like that again. So, um, let's move on, shall so, we? So, human centipede, mark out of ten. Let's <laughs> try. <laughs> And the first story this week. This week, actually, I've got a couple of stories, and then like not as many as usual. And then I've got a couple of quick fire things that we'll just you know quickly go over because they're not massive in their own right. First one though, and you know, thank fuck for our recording time and the news coming to the party. The players will be given a maximum ten day cooling off period for any contract they sign after the NRL scrapped its controversial round thirteen rule. I don't think it was really controversial until this whole DCE thing kicked off. I mean, you had your Ted Tedesco uh, thing and you had you had Papali, but they weren't like you had your malts and I mean they weren't like massive like year long, you know, there's tons of shit that's worse that happens, right? Yeah, I- I don't know, I guess DC is probably the highest profile guy. This year it's become a big thing, yeah. Uh, Todd Greenberg announced the change as a temporary measure until head of strategy Shane Richardson finalised his whole of game review. Sorry yep. to cut you off, but regardless of who's done it before, the fact that it was even in place is fucking stupid. It's a fucking shit rule. Yeah, but they, you know they've tried. They had the, the June thirty thing. They've had, they've, they've tried things and nothing's worked. And I mean, that's with anything in in life and business. I guess you know sometimes you know you don't you don't hit on the right thing straight away, and eventually you make some mistakes and ultimately come to a solution that works. And I'm not saying this one works because who knows? But... I'm still reeling from that fucking trailer. <laughs> you right, mate? No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm shaking. Daly Cherry Evans widely is tipped to backflip on his $4.4 million four-year deal with the Gold Coast before next Wednesday. The current round 13 rule is coming for massive criticism. West Tigers fullback James Tedesco and Canberra forward Josh Papali have also used the rule in recent seasons to back out of contracts with rival clubs. Greenberg said that a contract signed with a rival club would now be registered once a 10-business-day cooling-off period had expired. 
He said fans and clubs are frustrated with the Round 13 rule because of uncertainty and speculation created long after a contract has been signed. I think everyone agrees it is unseemly to have months of speculation about whether a player is going to a rival club, Greenberg said. Our view is a 10-day cooling-off period is an acceptable solution for all involved. Greenberg said the introduction of the new rule is subject to further consultation and approval from the Rugby League Players Association. If approved, it will stipulate that. A. A player may sign an extension of his contract with his existing club at any time, which I think is just the current one anyway. B. A player may sign with a new club only during the final year of his contract. That's a great point. C. A 10 business day cooling off period will apply. Great. And D. A club signing a player is prohibited from making an announcement until the cooling off period has expired. Also an excellent measure, I think. And one that you just can't do with the round 13 thing if you sign them in the first week. Mm. It's it's a step in the right direction. Does that stop media? Doesn't stop a media leak though. No, it doesn't stop a leak, and uh, and also, does it stop a player putting stipulations in? Yeah, I'll sign the contract with you, instead of my current club, but I want like this fucking, you know, internal turmoil fucking clause, and I want a fucking clause about this, and I want a clause about this inserted in the contract, which basically makes it as breakable as if it was, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but how many clubs are going to buy into that? Well, they fucking always do, if it's, especially if it's a player that has some sort of, you know, semblance of quality or, you know, like franchise player sort of shit. I mean, the stuff that yeah. Parramatta let foreign put in there. Yeah. Well, I guess then it's up, up to the NRL to fucking, to go over those sorts of contracts and, so and fuck those deem what's, a, you know, deem what's, what's allowed and what isn't, so. Yeah, yeah. Um... But all in all, I think it's a positive thing and uh, it's a good news story for the NRL, I think. You know, they get lambasted all too often. Mm. And so uh, I think you give them uh, a lot of credit for listening to the temperature, taking the temperature of the fans out there and uh, doing something about it. So all positive for me. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, I think it's a step in the right direction. They had to do something. There's, there's been so much. I think, again, it's it's a bit, it's a bit reactive, which is... Um, Typical of the NRL. If I do have, if I can have a moment to criticise them slightly, um, as a sporting, as you know, as a professional sporting organisation, I, I find them to be very reactive um, and not near proactive enough, um, and, and getting on the front foot um, with, with certain issues. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, sometimes I mean, you know, it is it is reactive, but you need to. If you don't know something's broken, then... Well, at the end of the day, know. yeah. It's it's an issue. They needed to take some action, and they have, so they should mm. be commended for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving along, Brian Smith, the veteran coach, will return to the game's coaching ranks by the end of the week after showing a short-term deal with struggling Super League outfit Wakefield. 61-year-old Smith will be parachuted into the Wildcat setup to take over as the club's head coach after they've recorded just two wins from 15 matches this year. He last coached in the NRL level at two, in 2012 at the Chooks, where he departed in acrimonious circumstances despite taking him to the grand final just two years earlier. Um, he will return to the English game after successful, successful stints with Hull and Bradford in the late 80s and mid-90s and adds another club to a resume that also includes Illawarra, St. George, Parramatta and Newcastle. Wakefield chairman Michael Carter hailed the decision to sign Smith for the rest of the year with an option to continue in 2016 as a no-brainer, while also hinting Smith's arrival could be accompanied by player movement as he sees fit. Brian Smith is a worldwide name in rugby league and he comes with the highest pedigree. 
Uh, it's a real coup for a club like Wakefield to attract someone of his ilk. He sent a text message to our former coach, James Webster, who passed that to me. I had a couple of chats with Brian over the phone, and he spoke fantastically well about what he wanted to achieve. We had a really high caliber of candidates, but having spoken to Brian, it was an easy decision to make. Fucking, is he, is he used a parachute before? He could die. <laughs> he fucking he could, could actually die. die. What happens if his fucking parachute fails? That's it. I mean, maybe it's a tandem. If he's never done it, it'd be tandem jumps. So hopefully he's got a professional there pulling the ripcord. True. Good good call. Good call. And that's, you know, that's the sort of, you know, well thought out and yep. fucking some would say overthought and, and fastidious and OCD sort of uh, thought process that Brian Smith would be running out for. Brian Smith has, you know, he, he cops a lot of shit. He does. You know, not winning a, winning a comp. But... That dude, in my opinion, is one of the best for taking a fucking shambles of a club and making, and making it right. And making it right. And he's not the guy that gets him into, you know, he can get him there, but he hangs, can't get hangs the around for a bit longer than what he probably should. On average, a year, maybe too, too long. If he if he just was positioned himself as like a, a gun for hire that wasn't necessarily going to bring short-term success to a club, but was going to lay the platform down for mm. sustainable, you know, finals football and, you know, top four finisher... He, I mean, if if he did, if he branded himself as that instead of like a, a, a head coach kind of character, he'd be revered as one of the fucking all time greats. Yeah, like you know, the, the dude's track record on that sort of thing, rebuilding fucked clubs, is second to none. And a lot of clubs today, I mean, like the Roosters, for example, are, are benefiting from you know things that he put in place sure. back in his day. Um, so. He was brought into the Tigers last year as um, as a consultant, and that didn't go down very well at all. Well, not for Potter, no. Um, and I, I don't know how much he had to do with the recruitment of, of Jason Taylor or at least putting Taylor's hat into the ring. Um, look, he's he's a guy... If, if Tigers had said that he was going to be head coach, mm. they would have copped a lot of flack, but I would have said, well, at least... Yeah, I don't think the Tigers were as fucked as needing Brian Smith in there. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think Some of the so. shit that's gone over the last fucking few years, Nathan, you know, you've made a fucking t-shirt, Tigers in decline. All of a sudden, yeah. they're not in decline enough for Brian Smith. No, but I mean, like, you, you, had, you had the cattle. You, chop and change you just, needed, you just needed a competent coach. Or, leave a, you know, give a competent coach like Potter some actual time to fucking do anything, you know, and... Instead well, of the being thing like was with completely white-handed the whole time by, you know, Farrer and fucking bought, two dressing rooms They the took Sheens out, who had absolute control. Yeah. And they were like, well, that sort of went fucked because the coach had absolute control and all of a sudden we got, we're holding on to Tim Maltz and we're playing, you know, we, we're recruiting fucking Adam Blair and, yeah. um, you know, this isn't this isn't panning out well. So eventually they finally mustered the stones to, to engineer Tim Sheen's demise, albeit still paying him for two seasons after he wasn't even fucking there anymore. Uh, and... Then they brought Mick Potter in. They were, well, we're not going to go down that path again. We're not going to give the coach absolute control. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give him fuck all control whatsoever. Hand the absolute control to one R. Farah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, I don't think Mick Potter was a bad coach. There's the rap, the bad rap on him was that he was a poor communicator, which I don't know that you can be at a fucking head coaching level. And he's been successful. Um, he'd been successful in England as well. Um, so I'm not sure how much weight that poor communicator tag carries. But um, on Brian Smith, I think good for him. He's, he's certainly he's a passionate rugby league man. 
I've always had a lot of respect for Brian Smith, especially uh, he was kind of like the the offsider for um, for uh, what's his name, Peter Wilkins on the on the ABC Grandstand mm. for a long period of time. He was, you know, like Warren Ryan's on there now, but I mean, like there was Brian Smith for a very long time, and like you know, he he doesn't dribble like Warren. Ryan. I mean, like he's a very smart, you know, league guy. I mean, mm. He's got an excellent football brain. Absolutely, got a lot of respect for him. Um, so yeah, I wish him all the best and. Um, it's an ideal opportunity for him to take a club that's an absolute fucking, you know, disgrace, a, bu- a bunch of bottles gits that can't spake, and he can turn it around. Playing diabolical. They're, they're absolute, I mean, that they, they were absolute diabolical, and they're going to come in, uh, Brian Smith, and uh, and he's going to turn them into a fucking... You mentioned club. play movement. I just wonder, you know... That means art license to asshole people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But then so I was going to say, Brian yeah. Smith, how much contact has he got with current players that he could drag across to... Probably fuck all. Gidley. <laughs> right. He's already going there, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure Gidley would love to go. You know, he plays for, at the moment he plays for a second a second level NRL club. So I'm sure he could go and play in the second division if they got the money. But we've had our story from Bernard earlier that, you know, they Good luck. takes two two fists of fuck all cash over there as well. Fifteen <laughs> K. Yeah. So just a couple of small ones. Did you see um Joey dropping the F bomb on uh, on the footy show? Uh, I heard about it. Didn't actually watch the video. It was a pass the ball competition. I can't remember who else was in there. It was Freddie and someone, someone Sterlo probably. I saw... The one where they're passing it through the hole. You know, yeah. Then they got the points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, the, the other two had gone. Like, it was Sterlo and Freddie. They'd gone. And Joey was just fucking smashing them, like, easily. So, a producer said to Tim Gilbert, who's, like, the host, you know, just give him a bit of fucking stick, you know, try and throw him off a bit for, you know, for theatre. And so, he's kind of, like, saying, oh, you know, your foot fault and, you know, your foot went over the line and all that sort of thing. And it got the stage of Joey got the winning points and then he's just sort of stormed off and then he's basically just going, you know, like, you know, fuck off, mate, or something like that and he meant it. He wasn't laughing, he wasn't smiling when he said it, he was just like, you know... He's still competitive as ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. God, fuck. It'd be remiss of us to... And getting fucking poked, and getting, po- getting poked by a fucking, you know, never was like Tim Gilbert as well, like that, that's got to get under your skin. Yeah. Because, like, you know, yeah. Tim Gilbert is shit. Really, possible the way. fuck are we going to say about people swearing? <laughs> exactly. I don't have an issue with it. Um, I did. There was obviously it wasn't last weekend. Might have been the weekend before. They had Don Burke on yeah. on, the, on Footy Show. Apparently, he's a real cunt. Is he really? Yeah. Apparently, he's a, like a massive cunt in real life. Yeah. Okay, that's I've interesting. Um, and there was they had a couple of kids from a local footy team. Um, you know, they get a couple of kids on yep, to help yep. out with the passable. Well, this, this is the problem with this Andrew Johns thing because the little kids were the ones that throwing the balls back to him when they're taking their shots. Oh, and he's so he's, so he's, so he's dropped an F-bomb in front of some but, little kids. You know, they made it... There was some fairly ordinary sexual innuendo. <laughs> it's a footy show. Between... Yeah, yeah but yeah. there's two young kids standing there yeah. and Freddie and... Whoever else it was, and Don Burke, they're all sitting there, and it went. It was so awkward. Dumb and it was so awkward, and it went on and on. And I was like, "Oh, there's two kids there. Like, I'm surprised more wasn't made of that. Let alone Joey dropping an f bomb. Yeah, you know. Um, I get that the you know the Thursday night footy show's got all sorts of connotations and, and innuendo, but that time slot, you know, and there's not kids standing there on set. 30 centimetres away from the people who are going, oh, you know, like, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> These people. 
These people are fucking Logie winners. The gun is his dick. <laughs> Going back to the previous episode of this show. Um, I saw an article today and, and I saw it and I thought, I've got to tell Glenn about it. Mitch Rain, the dark horse, for New South Wales hooker, should Robbie Farah not be able to front up for game two? Mitch Rain. That's obviously presuming Ennis loses a shootout for the vacant spot should it become vacant. A shootout, as in two people with guns. Well, you know. Because, fuck. I hope Mitch Rain's got fucking a good eye. Do the world a favour. <laughs> Go get lessons, motherfucker. Um, the poorly tackle on Soward. Uh, it was late. Off the ball. Late, off the ball. It was late. It was off the ball. He was, was quite far behind the line as well. Like he had to run, he had to run a long way to, to do it. To rough up a... Uh... Is that your wife? What's your wife doing? She sent me a text message oh. saying that with a, with a screenshot of... Um, uh, something about shut the fuck up. No, the Disney website saying that Disney Infinity have just done oh, Star Wars. Oh God, Nathan, put yep. your boner away. Yep. Put I'm your fucking all put over your that. lightsaber away, Nathan. <laughs> Stop hitting against me. It's getting annoying. If you did another, if you do that another forty-five times, I'm going to say something. <laughs> Where so, was I? the tackle on Sour. <laughs> um, it was late. It was ordinary, but it was engineered, and, and it was definitely designed to rough up someone that has a history, history of, of uh, mental fragility. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it had the desired effect. Yep, yep. And we'll get to it, but um, I think part of Penrith's Achilles heel has definitely been reze- revealed. Yeah, and like if anyone was unsure, of and it. that's common. That's been common knowledge since you know the day one mm. for you know for James Howard. And it but. stuck with him. It stuck with him all the way to the post game interview. Yep. And the problem and with these things, yeah, pro- well, the, the 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 impression that he was that kind of player has stuck with you know he's stuck with him for years. And when that sort of thing sticks, then obviously people are going to keep going back to it, keep going back to it, keep going back to it. And now it's worked so spectacularly it happened well. Last year, James Graham got to him. Yeah. This one. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to be as late. And you know, and off the ball is that to absolutely fucking club him and get him in that same way. Mm. I mean, I think Paulie's was an extreme example of what you could get away with, and he probably should have been done. Sure, but, absolutely, he should have. Should, should have. But yeah. you can do that shit legally. You can get him just after he passes the ball. You just got to line him upright. That's that's ten in the bin, though. Really, you think so? It's ten in the fucking so, bin, yeah. minimum. Yeah, I agree. And look, you know, Penrith fans weren't weren't refs faulting it up. On that, on that, too much from what I saw. We certainly didn't get any, any or many tweets yeah, about. I'm sure, certain people would have been. Oh yeah, only certain people. I follow those certain people. I saw and see it. Didn't, oh, didn't come in my not fucking one in particular. I'm just there's yeah. fucking. Well, they got, every know, fucking, fan base. Every every fan base has that fucking sprinkling of people that. Son of refs, the sons fault. of refs' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Caps kicking off back to a state of origin last week. This is our first episode since the game one of state of origin. Uh, and the Queenslander side defeated the New South Wales side 11 points to 10. 
front of a crowd of over 80,000 people. And uh, the points came from uh, Queensland's tries to Cooper Cronk, Will Chambers, one from two conversions from Thurston, and a field goal from Cooper Cronk. And the Blues, they had tries to Josh Morris, Bo Scott, and one from two conversions from Trent Hodkinson. I thought it was a tough game. I thought it was tough through the middle. I thought New, New South Wales played, um, well, certainly had the, the, the most impressive, played the most impressive attacking yep. football. Yep, definitely. Um, certainly scored the best try of the game. Um, and I, I think the standout of the match was, was Dugan. Absolute standout. Yep, he was Best tremendous. player on the field, yep. fucking hands down. Yep. Uh, so I think if anything... Uh, New South Wales fans about how the side was going to go without Jared Hayne. Yep. They, those fears were sort of allayed. Yep. Um, Jared Hayne probably wins them the game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think Dugan let anyone down by any no, stretch. No, definitely not. Definitely um, not. We've spoken. You, you made the point when we were discussing Origin the other week that they're typically dour. You know dour sort of contest these yeah. days and and they probably always you know if you think back they probably always have been there's been blowouts and you know New South Wales has that, had that run of you know where they just had fucking all those attacking weapons and, and could put yeah. points on Queensland had you know there's been a few games where the scores sort of crept up I just think that there's this real feeling that you have to be a certain type of player to play Origin, right? And that's always been the case. Yep. But everyone buys into that now. Yeah. Everyone. And I think that the game, as far as a, a spectacle of rugby league, and it is the, the the jewel in the crown, they always say, if, look, I'm a diehard, so I'll enjoy it no matter what. Yeah, yep. I find things and, you know, subtle things in a game that fucking go, yeah, that's footy. I love it. Yep. Can't get enough of it. But there's got to be a lot of people that would have watched it that, you know, are fans of free-flowing, fucking yeah. high-scoring rugby league that would go, mm. Well, the thing is, when you say, you, you know, say it's like, you know, like I said, it was like Dow, like lately. It's, it's like, think of the last series, mm. like the games that were live. Very low scoring. This one, very low scoring. In the past, as defensively, you know, and like dour as it may have been, you'd still get like 28 to 14. You know, mm. that'd be a, a, a common, you know, 18, 16. You'd get a lot of points scored. You'd get 30 points scored a game, no problem, you know. With, you know, obviously there, with their exceptions and it's, there. And it's probably the way footy has gone over the last, yeah. you know, like there's this mentality and it's it's quite right. The mentality is, you know, you look at every side that's dominated over the last decade or so is, yep. you know, the Storm, um, you know, I guess Manly were always very good defensively, but I just think they they, they were just a hard, you know, hard-nosed sort of team. I don't, I don't know that they yeah, had... Yeah, but they were good at defence, but I mean, attack-wise, I mean, they were still scoring exactly. like tries from everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas the, the Storm Roosters, are more Roosters like Queensland, defensively were, were fantastic. Melbourne was, you know, that's that's a general feel of footy. I just, I love Origin. I always will, um, no matter, you know, 
a team could win one nil, and and you, there's still things to love about yeah. that spectacle and and oh certainly it's not like a, it's not like stage. a soccer situation where yeah. like oh you know you know there's not enough points scored so therefore it's a mm. shit game. It's not that at all. Yeah, but it's also types of points too. This is the thing that really is. is uh, it's not annoying me, but it's the thing I'm not enjoying about Origin lately is that Queensland are not especially exciting in attack. What they they've done over the last, you know, they've done it very well. Obviously, especially when you look at the squads of, yeah, you know, I mean, are. they have the, the, you know, the finest fucking back lines ever assembled in the history of rugby league. However, their tries, it feels like their tries over the last, you know, period of time have just been fucking Matt Scott, you know, like just hammer, 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 hammer down the middle, and Get eventually the back pedal, back pedal, back pedal, and then like someone like Darius Boyd falls over in the corner, mm. you know, just just through. Repeat sets, forward roll on, and then they just shift it out, and eventually someone falls over right in the corner. There like, hasn't been, and I know New South Wales only scored one, but yeah. if you could use that one try they scored. But they scored two oh, tries, but. Sorry? No, th- th- that one try yeah, yeah, in yeah, particular yeah, that New South Wales yeah. scored. Yeah. I just. Queensland don't score enough of those types yeah. of tries for, yeah. my, for my liking. Yeah. They play, you know, footy that. You know, at times they play footy that's impossible to defend. Yeah, it's very it's very high percentage, but it's very repetitive as well, yeah. and very you know, and like you know, it's up to New South Wales to to stop it, and you know, it's up to like like the storm. It's very storm storm like. I mean, the storm whenever like you know, a, like you had your Billy Slater plays, mm. but other than that, they were a similar sort of thing: roll, 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 high percentage stuff. Yeah, you know, complete, I guess no complete, complete, that, fall you know, over in the corners. Slater, Cronk, Smith, <laughs> exactly. Kiak, guys. Yep. Um, let's talk about the end of the game. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to go on the record. I, actually, I want, to, I want to state categorically for the record. First half, New South Wales had an excellent first half. Mm-hmm. Um, Mitchell Pearce was quite was quite good. Uh, certainly above average um, for especially what his output has been. You know, in past appearances in Origin, you know, very heavily criticised player, rightfully so because he's been fucking diabolical. Robbie defended his ass off. First thing, when he got fucking smashed, that should have been a penalty at least. There was nothing came of it. Cameron Smith, it happened to him. Or did he, well, there was a penalty on Monday night. Same thing. There's, there's, a, there's something happened on Monday night. I, I, fucking, I, I didn't see it. I was in and out. Uh, I was in and out. I only caught, um, you know, patches. Yeah, same. it's the, the same sort of thing and it was penalised. So, um, you know, to be fucked, but yeah, Robbie wasn't the same after that, obviously. But he still did. He did his job in defence, as I said, he would. Like for all the criticisms I'll ever have of Robbie Farrow, I mean, obviously it's it's, it's like Matt Ballin. I mean, the dude's gonna be a fucking. If he offers nothing in attack, you at least know that he's he is picking up a significant fucking load for someone else in the side because they're tackling their ass off. Sixty tackles, zero yep. misses, for someone that was left out and dropped from Origin because of his defence. Good comeback. Hey, it's a good comeback. Was the only kicker it's like to you're find saying the with grass consistently it, in attack? Uh, if yeah, you want to talk origins about In the first half especially. Origins about field position and possession. Um, and the halves fucking couldn't find the grass to save their souls. Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce kicked the piss out of the ball. He had some fucking massive kicks. Yeah. But invariably, they ended up Going straight Pro- to a, a Queensland back one, Pro- one problem Queensland is, back three. Problem is the kicking the kicking game for New South Wales as a whole 
was fucking disgraceful in the second half. Um, the th- criticisms I would have of Robbie Farah, one, I think as a captain, I don't think he's much of a leader um, in tough situations like that. I think if someone like Paul Gallen was in that game, they would not have come out in the second half in that first 10, 15 minutes the way they did in the, in this game. Gallen would not fucking stand for that shit, and he would take it upon himself to make sure that it didn't happen and lead by example where Farrah didn't. I mean, The you thing know. is, Gallen plays a different position too. So yeah, they're yeah. not going forward and they're getting starting to get a little bit dominated. It's hard for a hooker to go, I'm going to have fucking three hit-ups in a set and fucking show them the way and lead it and no, make but it I mean, the metres. but hookers have control. They have control over you know over the speed of things as well. Like there, there are things he can do. He can still, he can always get, take off from dummy half. I mean, there, there are things he can do to try and inspire the team that he's the captain of to you know to lift and get out of the fucking you know the lull that they were in to start the the, the second half, which is what ultimately cost them the game. Then we come down to the final amateur fucking hour mistake from him. You're setting up for a field goal. You've got one guy, this fucking useless lump of a fucking player, except he has one fucking golden gift, and that is kicking field goals. Trent fucking Hawkinson. It's the only thing he can do in his fucking life is kick field goals, this guy, and get knee injuries. That's it. It's all he can do. So, Rob, injuries, so Robbie Farry, Robbie Farr is in dummy half. And he passes it to fucking Josh Dugan. The first right. thing is, the first thing is they fucked it up. They were five meters or six meters out the a tackle or two before. Didn't take it then. I honestly feel that first one, and <clears throat> happy to be proven wrong. <coughs> and <clears throat> you can say Rob is a captain uh, all you like. I think that first opportunity they had to kick the field goal, and they ran the ball. Mm. Honestly, feel like that was an overcall. Like that, obviously they were thinking someone was thinking field goal. Well, they then, all were because the forwards are just going boom, 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 hammering it up like you do. That's an overcall from 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 Pierce, in my Possibly. in my opinion, because it, it just all seemed okay. It's it's like a foregone conclusion. We're going for a field goal. Yeah. So I'm going to trick him and fucking get a try. <clears throat> and. And halves at that level, halves generally have that authority mm. to overcall if something's on. Yeah. Um, the second one, it was fuck. It was a they got it wrong at the end of the day, and and I just think if you look at it, I think Dugan and Hawkinson were each in the wrong spot, if you know what I mean. Like, he was directly behind the play. Yeah. It's the last fucking roll of the dice. Generally, you expect the guy to be exactly where Dugan was standing. Yeah, but he was in a position where he would... Where, I mean, Dugan would have been more of a decoy to try and attract some of the fucking guys spearing through. Well, no one. Cause, I know, guess no one was expecting Dugan cause, to be you know, the guy that's kicking it. Because you, know you know what happens in fucking field goal situations. The other team play completely offside and, you know, get away with it, you know... Nine times out of ten. If they had to just pick Paddy Richards, we wouldn't be having this discussion, Nathan. The field goal when when uh, sorry the the penalty when Woodsy got um, picked picked up above the horizontal. Yep. Pat Richards kicks that all day, and you win. All day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Well, eats that shit for breakfast. Then the field goal probably kicks that too. Yeah, but Robbie passed foot. Robbie passed it to Dugan though. Paddy didn't even get the ball in hands. Same situation. Paddy just come in and take over, mate. Paddy's out there on the wing. Paddy's a high sparrow of rugby league field goals. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and so um, he's coming out there in his dirty robes and his bare feet. He's fucking potting them. As I was predicted, that. when it came down to the last throw of the dice for New South Wales, Robbie Fair, ball in hand, fucked it. Just like I said, would happen, and it's happened so many times before. Good one, cunt. Um, freak 09. <laughs> Pierce plays good in a dark blue shirt, plays ordinary in a light blue shirt, but prefers the yellow dress. And he didn't tweet that for Origin, but I thought it was appropriate for that one. Math Club NZ. We had a tweet from this. Is that new? I think it is. Gizzy or Jizzy. Uh, it depends how you, you know, whether you do your hard or soft G's. Queensland can't I win like Origin. G's hard, Nathan. <laughs> Don't like you? Don't like you? To, I like to feel my G's. Don't I fucking know it? Strap yourself in. Queensland can't win Origin anymore. New South Wales can still lose it, though. Excellent. DeLorean Grey. I'd rather watch the whole of Interstellar again than sit through that intro with The Rock again. Hash Origin. I didn't think that was too bad. Yes, I think I, they're tapping into the fact that this inferiority a a, complex that we have, where we have to, you know, pull in these unrelated celebrities to fucking oh fucking the Rock was on the start of it. Wow, our sport must be all right after all. If the Rock, if the Rock allows us to pay him to do something <laughs> like that, it must be amazing. <laughs> what, and, and plug his fucking his, his cheap looking fucking earthquake movie that has Kylie Minogue in it. <laughs> apparently, really? apparently, yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm not going to watch the fucking motherfucker. Really? I wouldn't even download the kind I'll of watch thing. It. I would, no, I wouldn't even fucking download it. got the it. rock in it. Yeah, I like the rock and everything, like, but... Do you, yeah. Nathan? It Not doesn't sound much. like... Everything you're saying... I like the rock. ...has contradicted what you just said. I like the rock, but he finds himself in some shit movies, and he's actually quite Teflon in the fact that he survives this fact. And <laughs> people don't fuck on him for, <laughs> for doing it. Um, highway, underscore. Farrell learned well from Genius. Need to drop gold to even things up? Send it to Dugan. And Dugan, for his credit, he's caught and he's like, oh, fuck. Ducked out of the way of the first line of guys coming through and got off a reasonable shot too. So, um, Josh was almost a fucking hero. I mean, he was a sensational. I just, he exceeded my expectations. Corey Davis, 0-3. Farrah has taken responsibility for the missed field goal. Is this the first time he's taken responsibility for anything? No. That's just What else trolling. do you take responsibility for? Pretty Mate. sure he didn't take responsibility for burning the schnitzels to put like a tiger in the ground. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Someone emailed me some link to some eating challenge for chicken parmigiana. I was just like, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, is it a Goanies or? No, uh, it's a place in Toowoomba. I think it's called oh, okay, Woggies or something. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's called Woggies. <laughs> I'm, I'm not uh, saying it's right. That's, that's the woman for you. What do they call the What do they call the fucking Sudanese restaurant then? That's what I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to find it here. Anyway, you keep going with what you're doing. Benny two seven. This wasn't Origin. This was just an above average club game. No passion. No rivalry. No real hard hits. No biff. Hash Origin dead. Look, one point three kilo chicken fillet. See if you couldn't fucking smash that with these. Please. That's just speed's the key. You just got to just shovel it in, not yeah. even worry about enjoying oh, it. Nathan, I, you've seen me eat. You speed's not, the fuck speed's not an issue. No, you'd fucking you'd eat two of those things, and then insult them for not having more. <laughs> <laughs> it's that all you can eat. <laughs> Does this look like a man who's had all he could eat? <laughs> all right, on to round twelve of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. First game, Parramatta Eels, 26, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 20 at the Muddy Puddle. And uh, this one, the 26 from the Eels came from tries to Ryan Morgan, Reese Robinson, and a double to Semi Radraja. Sandow, four from four conversions and a penalty goal. Just to show, if you fucking leave him out and miss a, lose a game on goal kicking, 
you suck all his dicks. <laughs> and um, Penrith Panthers 20 came from tries to um, Yo, Cartwright, Simmons, DWZ, and two from three conversions to Peter Wallace. And uh, Cartwright had a go but missed. Much needed win after a rough few weeks for Para. Um, Sandow, there's been a lot made of Sandow's included, inclusion in the side and, and his troubles um, off the field and, and perhaps some issues with how the club's viewing him and his long-term future there. But we know this isn't going to last forever. You know, Sandow <laughs> playing with confidence and, and, and lighting it up. and Usually goes in bursts of one game at a time. <laughs> one game on, three games off. Well, that's my question. How long will this spur him on for? We know, we know it doesn't happen for season, you know, season after season. He's, well, if you want to call players tampons for, you know, being in one of four, I mean, why always call him period? What do you have to go to these places? <laughs> you drag me down to your level. Um, because if it, if you can play somewhere near that level and not go missing for a few games, then para, you know, they're a, they're a chance to go on a run. They've got some pieces there and, and no one's expecting them to do anything. They've got the, no one thinks we can do it aspect, probably because they can't do it. Um, yeah. No Jared Hayne. No Jared Hayne. Yeah. He might, uh, if if he can put it together for a month or two, Para could be, has he ever done it for a month or two? He probably has. Probably South. when he's probably back in South, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It just, it always seems that there's a lot of media speculation about his form and, and then all of a sudden he comes out and he turns it on for a week or two then he goes missing and no one says anything for a bit they need to hire a PR manager to just feed releases to shit on him every fortnight or three weeks <laughs> or something just to, just to keep him going mentally and <laughs> fire him up Penrith and predominantly soured as we mentioned earlier I think they they showed a soft underbelly when, they, when they're getting roughed up and I think the next couple of months of football with Moylan out um, that could be horribly exposed as their Achilles heel yeah. Um, as a club. One injury too far. Yeah, morning. I think so. And I just... Teams, you know, they've got a, a, some, some tough games to come. And if 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 Para, really, if Para is going to be the start of the teams that rough Penrith up, or Soward in particular, yep. and, and, you know, he, he clearly got in his head. Yeah, definitely. And he was hurt too. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that what they did was legal, or but a lot of the time it's not. A lot of the time teams will give up a penalty or two or, or, or maybe lose a player. Yeah. Um, but they get in their opponent's head, and I, I think Parra did that to Penrith. And I've got a feeling that there's there's some aspects to Penrith game that to Penrith's game that has opposition teams worried and if they think they can nullify that advantage that Penrith has over them by belting um, then you know I think they're in for some rough times (laughs) Um, with Moylan out and and in his absence I think Seguiaro and Bryce Cartwright might just be the key um, to Penrith's chances this this season Um, by the time Moylan gets back if um, if things go really badly then by the time he gets back, the season will be over for him. Yep. The way Seguiaro, some of his touches, um, probably wasn't enough of them, but he's still finding his feet there. Um, he's not long come back from injury. Was this his first game back? or? No, I don't think it was his first one, was it? Mm. Or was it? 
Sorry. One of the Penrith nudes will have to correct me there. I'm sorry. Um, and Bryce Cartwright's, you know, he's he's had his moments and there's been a fair bit of hype around him. But I don't know if this was a, a truly breakout performance, but he's a guy that, that any team's going to find hard to handle. Yep. Um, ability with the ball, hard running, big body. You know, those with Seguiaro getting out of dummy half and, and Wallace being the steady sort of character that he is, getting Cartwright the you know the right ball at the right time that that sort of combination and and play from those sort of guys might just get Penrith uh, keep Penrith rolling in, until Moylan comes back okay uh, Bernard JKD the hit on Sour this is a, this is some contrasting views of the hit on Sour to start us off here Bernard JKD said the hit on Sour is yellow all day in Super League your NRL is killing off rugby league if grade A filth in capitals, isn't punished. DeLorean Gray says... That was diabolical. Yeah. DeLorean Gray, Paulie Paulie is a hero. Give him a trophy of a cat <laughs> in a hat. The <laughs> Saloony Poz said, hits like that one on Sour would happen week in, week out, but you know it's Paris so four weeks. Not yeah. true. Not true. You got away. Maddie you know, Mc- Adam yeah. Blair... Yeah. At the Tigers, I haven't paid enough attention and he probably hasn't... I mean, at the Broncos, he has had some quiet moments. The Courier Courier Mail tells me he's done sweet fuck all. Teddy Blair, they call him. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that didn't come out in the Tigers era. He, um... Fuck, he was bad for that. Yeah. Player had passed the ball, boom, he'd put him on their their arm. And I guess, I see what he's trying to do. Get some thinking twice, get some thinking about the guy, and, you know... But that tweet's right. DeLorean Gray is correct. It does happen week in, week out. Just from that fucking one player. There's plenty of others... No, no, DeLorean Gray was the one that said he's a hero. Paulie Paulie's a hero. It was oh, a Saloony pod over Castrian Eel. Yeah, I um, <coughs> I agree. It does happen every week. It doesn't make it right. But it's not necessarily that late or, tele- or that it was, telegraphed, you know it, what I mean? It was fucking horribly late. Yeah. <laughs> Matty McP25, if your girlfriend was as late as a hit on Soward, you'd be buying nappies already. <laughs> That's a fantastic tweet. I love that. Shanda86, feels like every time we play para when they have a spoon in their grasp, they humble us with it old country way. <laughs> Hash spoonama. <laughs> Uh, and he also and Shunner also Matt Moylan look at the way his ankle just crumbled like a delicate shortbread reminiscent of a young Michael Gregson and if you can do one thing it's uh, it's snap an ankle can detonate an ankle yeah Corey Davis 0-3 Eels fans tend to blow their load early which makes me think how do you blow your load when you only have a semi <laughs> I think there's a nasal spray for that South Sydney Rabbitohs 22 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 16 on Saturday at Seabus. Um, the Rabbitohs 22 came from tries to GI, a double to Grevesmule. Motherfucker, I, had, I didn't have him on my... I've got him in Supercoach, but I didn't play him. God. Alex Johnson with a try. Uh, Isaac Luke, three from four conversions. Defeated the Gold Coast Titans with a double to Anthony Don. James Roberts also with a try and Caesar two from three conversions. I don't think I'm, I'm going to be uh, winning any awards for this revelation, but the Rabbitohs can't go back-to-back if Bryson Goodwin continues to start. <laughs> <laughs> just offers nothing. Continues to play, period. It just offers nothing. And it's it's interesting to see South fans, you know, like they've got a magnificent fucking side that they, that they support, and all credit to them. But they're just like a fucking Goodwin again. <laughs> you know, and ready when he's in the side. Same. It's just, they know it. Yeah. Everyone knows it. But every, every team... You know who doesn't know it? Maguire. <laughs> no, no. But every team, if they have a player like that, like your Ashfords of the mm. world, you know, 
Like when Chris Bailey was playing for Manly. Didn't I fucking know it? Went to Fool was melting down last year. Yeah, you know it. James Roberts just schooled him twice in spectacular fashion. Scintillating. Just on Roberts, his off-field issues must have cost him the better part of a million bucks, maybe two. Yeah, over how many years has he been doing it? So, yeah, yeah. If, and he's, having said he's that, premium. South did precisely the right thing in letting him go, as did Penrith. But just imagine, just imagine he didn't gronk it up off the field. Could you imagine Dylan Walker on one side, James Roberts on the fucking other? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you got AJ, then you got Inglis at the back. Yep. Oh, fuck's sake. Yep. Like, that, is, that shit's unstoppable. Yep. I just, you know, imagine him in that south side now if he just had kept his nose clean. Um, or even at Penrith. Yeah. You know? Even Penrith. It's They can use him. The fact that he's rotting away on the Gold Coast, and it's it's a shame. And, you know, his contract upgrade at this stage of his career, yep. if he had just stayed on that path yeah. and, and kept it, 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 like, fuck me, clubs would be clamouring to pay him whatever. Yep. Um, I think South are way off their best. Um, they've scraped out some wins. Other teams probably wouldn't have mustered in the same situation, um, had some injuries as well. Uh, I think South only really need to be thereabouts come the end of the season. Sands, Goodwin, and they'll be they'll be around the favourites to take out the comp, given they're, they're battle-hardened. Um, they would have taken some knocks this season as well with the way they are playing but still managing to win and the injuries they've had. So I think if um, if, if they're in this sort of middle part of the eight, other teams are going to be very, very worried. If not the top four, but... <laughs> The thing I take away from this game is how fucking stupid the Gold Coast Titans are as a football side on the field. They had this game absolutely in their keeping. We've got Ryan James and Dave Taylor in the same side, and this <sighs> is a, this is the problem. The, just the fucking self-destructive, like they just, just the dropping of the ball or the pushing the pass when it wasn't on and mm. the next dude drops it. Time after time. So, this is when they had the ascendancy in the game. They were there. Mm. They had the game. They were rolling beautifully. They were going to win the fucking game. And then they just and then they didn't over about five five sets in a row they just dropped and fucked the way their way out of the games to the point where South scored the try to get in front and um you know shut the gate they can't they they came back with a little you know oh it looks like the comeback could be on no fucking let's 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 fucking tighten it up again so yeah you should be ashamed of yourselves I actually tweeted the, the club and said they're fucking stupid uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are games when you see when teams just aren't good enough. Yep. They're, they're not as good quality as the other team that they're playing and therefore it, you know, they lose the game and you see it coming and just they're not good enough and they try their best or they don't and shit happens, and they yeah. lose. But this is a team that was very much good enough on this day to beat the Rabbitohs and they just played so fucking stupidly that they robbed themselves of any chance to do it. And I've, if I was a Titans player that, you know, that had clean hands on this, I'd be fucking furious at the way they threw it away. Um... As a fan, too. These are the things that fucking kill you as a yeah, fan. Absolutely. You know, games like this. Uh, My Sagoon 85. Absolute diabolical during most parts of the games. Also not helped by the ref's fault. Refereeing anything to make Souths win. The game was fairly refereed. Fuck up, Saguna. Another Saguna story. <laughs> Sam That's possibly the biggest lies ever told. <laughs> Sam McNally 5482. 
that's the kind of performance from the Titans that would make you want to backflip <coughs> and not the Nathan Blacklock way. <laughs> Brisbane Broncos, 24, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 12, down at GIO. And uh, this one, the Broncos, 24, came from tries to Jack Reed, Jordan Carhu, Lachlan Maranta, Corey Oates, Corey Parker, two from three conversions, and two penalty goals. The Raiders, 12, came from tries to the Techno Viking, and Jared Kennedy, Croker, two from two. The Matt Parcell era begins at Brisbane, and long may he reign. Young gentleman from uh, from Ipswich, um, relative of uh, some of my favourite people. It's great to see him make his debut, perform admirably. Stayed on to the end, defended his fucking ass off. It was good to see. Hopefully, he gets a lot more game time in the coming weeks and stays in first grade. He's a fucking fantastic player and a great man. Um, Raiders, Ricky Stewart cops a lot of flack, and he cops them after this game the way he carried on, but... Or didn't, like, yeah, something like 30 seconds in and out, kind yeah. of thing, yeah, and bitch about it afterwards. The Raiders continue to be competitive against the better teams in the comp, and I just wonder if Ricky put the energy he wastes on whining about officials from time to time into the team, they'd, that'd get them over the hump, they'd be contenders. Um, they've got a lot of tools. They've got, they've got the right pieces, the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can stick together and people don't start fucking off to other clubs for more money, which is traditionally what happens. Well, they you know, they leave, leave the Canberra shit alone, like, you know, setting people yeah. on fire and pissing on pissing things on and, and, you know, getting yeah. up on the roof and, you know, smashing some breezes. Getting dogs Never. to lick your balls. What? That kind of shit. What, what the fuck? <laughs> the roof thing. Why on it's the quirk. roof? I don't get the roof thing. <laughs> it's not how you do roofies, boys. <laughs> That Broncos try, yeah. scintillating try yeah. the year material. Um, I think what it did show was that the Broncos really dial into their their team first mentality, which will please Bennett no end. Just the support play, everyone pushing forward and and keeping the ball alive. That's you know that's a great sign that they're enjoying their footy and you know a team that that is is as well drilled as they are and as well coached that's enjoying their footy. It's a pretty formidable combination and. Um, getting better week to week the Broncos and if they can get through the origin period with all those fucking representatives Sam um, if they can get through that unscathed um, (laughs) you know Bennett's Bennett's renowned for for stealing his his squads um, heading into the finals and you know then once they make the eight it's only the you know the experience factor that um, for some of those you know the Milfords and the Hunts and people like that um, you know, there's enough experience around there with Parker, Thiday, Boyd, those sorts of guys. Um, so, interesting to see how Milford and, and Hunt handle finals pressure. If, uh, you'd imagine at this stage you're going to make it, you know, fairly deep into the into the eight, fairly high in the eight. And, yeah, this is a, another good performance. Yet again, away from home, they're, they're performing well away from home, the Broncos. Yeah, it's, and- it's not like they ever had a stigma, really. The, the Broncos are never one of those sides that... No, but we're they, tragic I mean, away from home or anything know, like that. It's I mean, getting to that time of year where it's it's tough. It's a tough place to go and yeah. win against the Raiders, and they um, handled them well. Yeah, and I mean, and Milford finally is he's starting to actually look like he's settling into he really is his yeah. place in the side. I think. Yeah, I, it's I taken a long time, but I mean, yeah, it's a top player. Well, I think I he's, he's he's had his moments in the in the last month or so. Um, Oh, yeah, he started out moments. slowly and, and yeah. took time to find his, find his feet and get comfortable, but um, I think he's getting better every week. 
And some interesting selections for the week ahead too, but we'll talk about that when we get to the previews. Nismo Raiders. I'm not going to blame the refs completely, but fuck me, I'm sure those cunts have had a better day. <laughs> Hold up your scarf. Hold up your scarf. Simo underscore 393. Re Lachlan Maranta. Eat shit, everyone. Fuck the haters. Got something for you later on in the episode there, Simo. Solzy04, competitive losses are piling up for the Raiders. Not good enough, and that's how you miss out on semis. Hash ref's fault, though. Mr. Underscore Wars, we're a team about one year from our best. Looking good, but that shit won't fly in a grand final. Going in the right direction. Need to close it out. North Queensland Cowboys, 18, defeat the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 14, up at 1,300 teeth. And uh, this one. Uh, Cowboys, 18, came from a double to Matt Scott. Gavin Cooper also a try. Thurston, three from three conversions. Manly, 14, double to Jorge Tofua and Tommy Turbo, also with tries. Uh, Jamie Lyon, one from three conversions. The difference, unfortunately. Any other season, I think Manly closed this game out and the Cowboys will. I think the, the fact that neither of those things happened says a lot about both teams' seasons so far. Well, um, it says to me is one thing. <laughs> what does it say? No DCE. If DCE was there, that game, I don't even think it would have been a matter of closing it out. I think there would have been plenty of points on there to uh, finish it off and not make it like a one-score situation. It was um, fair way from the Cowboys um, from best performance, but fuck nine in a row at the moment. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Considering the way they started the season. Yeah. That's it's impressive. Um, I guess, you know, the big thing for the Cowboys is, you know, once they, once they cop a loss or, or two, how they... Bounce yeah, yeah. back, and you know, does that go? Do they start going win loss, win loss after that, and then fall in yep. a bit of a hole, or um, or string a couple of losses together, or do they brush it off and and, and string some more wins? Um, but right at the moment, very impressive. Who's the most, most clutch player in the NRL? JT Cronk, Hodkinson, Farah. I'm inclined to say Cronk, but JT's up there. Not going to say Farah. Don't think Farah. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> His most recent performance was the most fucking <laughs> automatic transmission thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. So, yeah, I'd no. say Pat Richards. Um, yeah, yeah, but no. <laughs> no. Because Pat Richards is not the guy who gets his ball in the hand at the I'd time. Have, like, I'd have to agree with you. If Pat Richards I'm, has to kick a, kick a goal, penalty goal from the opposition 40-metre line, then you probably, you know, 60-metre goal, you'd go, yeah, you'd probably be like, well, this, you know, this fucking 70% chance of this going over. I mean, so that's a clutch situation, but I mean, Paddy Richards isn't the guy with the ball in his hand, you know, with fucking no time left on the clock trying to make something happen. Just got a feeling, um, you know, JT, you know, laid laid the pass on to, to get the cow to push the Cowboys up the field, um, and then was there to, to take the ball with the game on the line and, and clock running out and put the ball on a fucking platter. Right, you know, right in the hands of Gavin Cooper, who crashed over and scored. And you know, we're only a few. We were only a few days removed from from Cronk, and that's what got me thinking. You know, those these guys like high fucking pressure, and they've done it time and time and time and yeah. time again. I think Cronk is. I'm not going to say Cronk is flawless in that respect, mm. but I feel like he's done it every time he's had to. Yeah. Whereas JT has imploded plenty of times, 
including games against Manly, where he's got the shit so badly yeah. in the last 10 minutes that he's fucking screaming at the referee, he's screaming at everyone, and you can just see him not losing it to like a Reynolds standard, mm. but fucking losing his shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that, yeah. that's why I would put Cronk ahead. The twin turbos are clearly the future at Manly, but come 2016, is there going to be too much pressure on them to perform? Um, certainly, uh, I think so. Tom? I th- uh, Tom, might, Tom might not get a spot. Depends on what happens with the halves. Mm. Tom, I mean, because Gutherson's going to be back as well. I mean, like, Tom has to, based on, if he plays the rest of the season out, he has to be, like, the incumbent guy. But if Jamie Lyon isn't pushed into the into the halves like he was in this game, mm. there's not a position open for him. I mean, so What's, that's, what's his a, preferred position, Tom? I thought fullback. I mean, he's okay. playing in the 20s at fullback. So, you know, I've said it before on the show, I think, but, I mean, like, I'd be happy to see someone like Brett Stewart in attack, put him in at 5'8" then Turbo can be can be fullback. Mm. And if you, even if you want Brett to drop back and marshal defences and things like that in defence, then so be it. But, I mean, you know, there's some creative things you could do there to get him in the side. And I think ultimately you're going to have to because, I mean, the kid's fucking electric. And it's one yeah, of these ones like... a lot of talent. There's no fucking potential in there at all. I mean, he's fucking... He, he's realising it. I mean, and this is... We had a discussion on Twitter about this the other day with some people. And they talk about potential, potential, you know, like, like Brooks and stuff. Brooks has had like a massive breakout game and he's been okay, but he's had some fucking terrible performances as well. And it's always, well, but the potential. Then you get people like both the turbos. No fucking potential there. They come into first grade, kill it from the second they get in there. And, you know, there's been other people over history that have done the same thing as well, like Israel Folau. He was never fucking young with potential. He was just young and fucking awesome. Second he fucking came in. It's just... Yeah. So I think I said I, I can't remember what I said exactly. Nathan, in a game where the Cowboys defeated the Seagulls, you've managed to twist it around and lay the slippers into the Tigers, and that's it's well, a you, fucking it's an you, art form. You even laid it's it in by you brought Farrah up trying to say he was the most clutchest fucking player. You you started this fucking shit. I just finishing. Let's go to the tweet, shall we? I just wanted to. Uh, I can't, I'm just trying to think of any points that I want to raise. But no, I, the Turbo. If he had a fucking plan at that second try, if he's down, which I think would have been his first try. Yeah, dude. Two hands. You know what? Michael Morgan. That was a fucking origin play. Man, he chased and chased and chased, and there was fucking a million to one that he was going to have any effect on the guy scoring the try. And he put himself in the position to... I mean... I'm not even sure he got it. I'm not even sure sure he even got any of it in the end. Oh, I think he did. Just be more secure with your fucking handling, mate. The fact that there was a guy tackling him over the line rather than just fucking falling over or running under the post, that's an origin play. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Oh, I think he should be in there ahead of Cherry Evans. I wonder what they do. That's a, that's that's a question that's coming up for you know mm. in a week or two. But um, yeah, DC probably gets our own reputation though. Yeah, oh yeah, and and past history, you know, experience. DC in the game. I mean, Cowboys the most formed team in competition, and and then the day Manly was a better side for the entire fucking game. And if DC had been there, then it would have been closed out. I think that you would have seen more try, more tries down Turbo's side. You would have seen more tries down to Fu's side because that's the other thing too. Once they got that try off the kick for to um to Turbo, they're like, oh fuck, we can do kicks down the Turbo and let's fucking do kicks down the Turbo. Why not? How about you just fucking swing it to the left again and fucking give it to Tafu because he seems to score at will whenever he gets the ball. I mean, he's had he had guys in front of him pretty much every time. Um, the other thing is foreign. Suck shit, Parramatta. Fuck, I hope that cunt doesn't backflip. Least clutch fucking prick ever. I mean, it was on him as the the only half that's a full-time half that was in the side. His kicking game, him fucking closing the game out. What was he doing in there in the last possession of the game that they had the ball? He had three options. He had the ball. He was about 10 metres out. 
probably 20 metres or 15 metres in from the left touchline. You've got three options available to you as far as I can tell. Well, you can pass it. That, you didn't do that. You could just kick it over the sideline. Pack a scrum, waste the clock. That's probably the game too. Three, you could probably go, you know, grubber it into the in goal, try and get yourself a repeat set. Also seals the game. But there's the risk there. It goes dead and you give them a seven tackle set and, you know, they work their way down the field. So fair enough. Or you just run it your fucking self. Dead set, he had so many different fucking options, and that's the option he chooses. I'm going to try and I'm going to score a try in traffic from 10 meters out. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. Um, Benny27. If you get run down by 58 year old Brett Stewart, you need to retire. Hash Lachlan Coot, and that was amazing. Brett Stewart, amazing oh, hey, already. Lachlan Coot isn't as quick as what he once was, and he hasn't come back from his knee injury quite like Brett Stewart has, albeit only a season removed. Um, but fucking Stewart is still no slouch these days, even after all his he's knee injuries. Fucking incredible! Like he's he's and just the the influence that dude has, and like just the he's fucking putting in like a motherfucker, genius. Mad dog underscore no space. Is Tommy Turbo the next Matt Moylan? Maybe he's playing like a young Matt Moylan though at the moment. He's playing like a young Darren Lockyer. <laughs> Boxcar Jason. No talk about potential. The turbos are leading from the front. Awesome to watch. And the thing about Tommy getting the flashy stuff with the tries and everything, it's under it's undermining a little bit or like it's underplaying what Jake's doing. Mm. Sensational. I mean, a lot of people complaining, oh, why is he coming off the bench? Well, because he's not experienced and you're playing against Matt Scott and fucking Look, James Tamow. And at the end so of the day, someone has to be Mark War, someone has to be Steve War. Fuck's sake. It's tough in that family at the moment. Neck and neck. The way they're going with the season. I mean, like, yeah, we've proven Stewart's was, was always, you know, clean was always Mark War. And, um, but yeah, these guys, I guess we'll see. The Real Jedi. That was fucking fucked. Hash fuck. <laughs> and, like, honestly, like, that, I wasn't, I wasn't that perturbed. I mean, like, I hate losing games like that. But the thing I hate about games like that when they score, like, with a minute and a half left is that they don't, they waste so much fucking time that you don't get another crack. If they had to score 10 seconds, like, literally the last play, seconds of the game, wouldn't have been as bad. I just you sit there watching the last ninety seconds tick down. You go, oh, fucking stop the clock or something. Fuck's sake, cunts. Mm. But um, I honestly, when DCE was named, was not named in the side, and you know the whole stuff about the injury came out, I thought, oh fuck, here we go. Origin form Cowboys, like with you know your Scott and everything, are just primed after Origin. So fucking, we get fucking smashed up there. But so the fact that they actually were the better side tonight was very pleasing. If they and if they play like that every game for the rest of the season. It's only the teams like the Cowboys, you know, who are top of the table sides that are going to get them anyway. So they'll uh, and finish the season off very well. Warriors 24. Defeat the Newcastle Knights 20 at Mount Smart. The Warriors 24 came from tries to Lola Haya, Vadavai, Madalino, Carter, and Jonathan Wright. Sean Johnson, two from five conversions, keeping the Knights in the game on their 20. It tries to Dane Gagai, a double to the Uate Pate. James McManus also with a try. Tyler Randall, two from four conversions. Thought the Knights showed some real grit, keeping it close without some key personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of injuries, like a real late, like mm. real late, like Gidley. I mean, you know, you know well, Gidley, jokes, Jeremy Gidley, Smith, and Gidley Kate Snowden. Yeah, um, out ruled out before the game. <clears throat> um, Dean Gagai, Dane Gagai, sorry. Yep. Um, Brother of Dean. But Dean, Dean's his cousin. So uh, was a cracking player, just couldn't quite uh, get rid of his off-field indiscretions. Dane, Dean's cousin, cracking player. He's been sensational. Has he re-signed with the Knights? I hear that's. I hear that's the. That's what's happening. What happened? Fuck! He'd look good in a Tigers jersey. Good in a fucking Maryland jersey too. 
He's he's a prototypical modern day center. Yep. He's got everything. Got all the tools. Good defender. Good on his feet. He's fast. Good fend. Fucking. Yep. He's got it all. Yep. Um, I I I love watching him play, and I'm not. I don't enjoy watching the Knights play, but I watch him just to see what he does. <laughs> uh, Bo Scott with a cold miss in the middle on uh, on Carter for his try. It's it's guys like that. Like he's Bo Scott's an Origin player. If you yep. ask anyone, he's an Origin player. Yep. That's how he plays the game. He plays yep. like an Origin player. He, he fucking has a cold miss in the middle of the field. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. People make mistakes. Oh really? People make mistakes, Nathan. Yeah. Now. Mm. Right. Okay. Just what, fucking you, hack on people that make mistakes, and then all of a sudden, other people. This is my point. Oh, you're gonna play? Oh, 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 so, oh, so Robbie Farrow is the only mistake you've made. That's what you get. Bo at. Scott, his Origin player status would never be questioned. Yet other people's defensive. You know, so-called defensive deficiencies, according to question, if they miss a tackle. Who's defensive deficiencies? Robbie Farrow, over the years. Just to use him as one example. Oh, I've never fucking said one thing negative about Robbie Farrow's defence ever. How dare you? Craig Bellamy. What about him? He had plenty to say about Robbie Farrow's defence. Craig Bellamy's a cunt, though. What the fuck are you well, listening to? Well, I agree. I'm just saying, this is the point people make. Some people get a free ride um, with this whole origin player mentality, and other players don't get the luxury of said free ride and it costs them <laughs> <clears throat> Sean Johnson showing signs that uh, he's ready to explode into top form and, and hopefully keep my daily embed alive it's still there just sitting in the background yeah. like a sex pest in the corner yeah it's going to ultimately end up disappointed too. holding his lightsaber and in jail <laughs> so yeah look the Warriors again um, getting out of jail against a, a team that Certainly, with those those uh, players pulling out before kickoff, you would have thought that they would have would have knocked them knocked them over by more than four points. Yeah, you know they let them back in, but I mean the Knights. I mean they displayed some. I mean like that, that try from McManus as well. It got them back in there as well. I mean, that was yeah. fucking. That was like some Gene Miles shit from Tarek Sims. Yeah. to put him over. I mean they had casuals you like too, like just bit of footwork and then brute strength and busted through and underarm lolly popped under over, perfect shot. Yeah, just, just great. Hit him. Yeah, it's good. And considering they lost, you know, they lost all these play, you know, key players and playmakers mm. before the game, then they lose pretty much their only remaining one, you know, with the twisted ankle or whatever happened through the game. Mm. Um, good effort from the Knights, and um, you know, boss, losses are disappointing, but you know, like the man when you can't, argue, heart, you can't yeah. argue with the can't argue with the effort. Warriors suck balls. Whose name is Warriors kick balls? Great to see the New Zealand Warriors stringing some close wins together. This is new and welcome. Hatch momentum building. Cruzy 06. Tompkins should just leave now. He's no NRL player. Go back to Super League where he can feel like a footy player. Hatch myth. Wow. That's brutal. He was obviously tweeting before find, he'd had his stake for the day. I, f- I find, yeah. Look, I'm going to allow it. I think Tom- Tompkins has been incredibly disappointing given the hype that he came over with and the fanfare. I think he's been fucking shithouse. He's had he's, he's had some good performances. He's had moments. Some good, he's had moments. He's had moments, but but moments don't make fucking. If, look, if he had to come over and he was a guy that yeah, I've played, you know, I've been successful in the Super League. Yep. Coming over to you know Testmas, the money that he came for, mm-hmm. and the fucking trouble that the Warriors had to go through to get him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's had moments. The Warriors have paid fucking two hundred G's for each one of them too. Yeah, exactly. So it comes down to. When you look at the price tag, he has been incredibly disappointing. Yep. 
Drew underscore Nathan five. I'm just glad NZ Warriors fans can't afford internet so they can't mock me. <laughs> St. George Illawarra Dragons 42 we'll defeated. St. <laughs> George Illawarra Dragons 42 defeated the Cronulla Southern Sharks 6. And uh, this one, Dragons 42 came from tries to Josh Dugan, Mitch Rain, Will Matthews, Jack DeBellin, Peter Matautia, Eto Nabuli. Wit it for five from five conversions and one for Eto as well. And uh, penalty goals three from three for Gareth Widdup. The Sharkies kicked off the scoring with a try to Valentine Holmes and he got the conversion as well. How very canala to wait a year for a coach to come back and deliver this rubbish. Isn't it funny though? It was all fucking. Well, we've said this on the show before, but it's all like save Flano, fucking bring back yeah. Flano, fucking justice for Flano, rights for Flano. Fucking it's, it's almost as if they're like, you know. Now, sack Flano universally. Sack Flato, sack it's Flano. It's almost as if that, you know, they're like, yeah, we've never won anything. You know what else? We don't want to ever win anything ever, ever. It would stop us being Cronulla if yeah. we were to win something. We don't give a fuck about winning. Don't forget who you are. <laughs> it's all you, all you teams that have won comps. You're not staying true to yourself. <laughs> well, no, they are because they win, they win comps. <laughs> I think the pieces are falling into place for the Dragons, but Benji's form, and as impressive as it is, when they signed him last year, and the way that he played for a large part of that, yep, could they have expected him to be playing like this this season? Well, I, 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 don't feel I, so. I suspect that they wanted and hoped that he sure. would. But you know what? The Tigers but, spent a fucking long time doing that too. I know you didn't fucking think it would happen. No Tigers fans, yeah. death right on Benj. No. Oh, I wasn't, wouldn't say I was death riding. I just honestly thought he was past it. People who love rugby league, though, they were looking at him saying, you know, I hope Benjing, yeah. That's, what happened to that young fella from Kebra Park? You know what? I saw him put four fucking left foot steps together. And I was like, fuck, I remember those days. And then that was, that, that didn't times. result in a try directly, yeah, but the yeah. next play did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were good times. Yeah, so Dugan's try. Was just watching shot, people yeah. just clutching at fucking thin air. Didn't get a <laughs> fucking fingernail on him. That was brilliant. Those took you, were the took, days, took you back to 2005. Oh. <laughs> Against the Sharks. <laughs> at Shark Park. Boom. One, two, three, four, five. He's through. And all of a sudden, he eyeballs a fullback and sends Fitzhenry over. Fitz, Daniel fucking Fitzhenry, of all people, over for the try. Benji Marshall was a god back in 2005. Another player, you unfairly malign. Fitz. This is coming from a bloke that listen to what you're saying about Kieran Ford. He hasn't even left the fucking club yet. Yeah, but he's a cunt. He hadn't he? done half the shit that fucking Benji did when he was at the Tigers to get himself oh, arsehole. Bullshit. How dare you? He's a thousand times worse than Benji. Benji conducting himself. He's a model of integrity in the entire I'm going to put it out there, and this is going to up- upset um, certain farm animals and other Dragons fans, but um, Dragons of this season's Penrith. Soft draw. Yep. They want us to say that. They want us to call the soft draw. Well, it's it's true. That, yeah. That's why. Because yeah. look, Nathan, I'm the high sparrow of rugby league tr- rugby league truth and real talk. That's what I have to deliver. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to cop. <laughs> you got anything else to say about these fuckers? No. <laughs> like good on your drags, though. I mean, it's good to finally unlock some attack. Um, Maddie McP twenty five. 
What a weekend of footy. Points everywhere. Bitch slaps. Zoolander impressions. Amazing tries. Huge dragons. Win just perfect. Benji, that slap thing was fucking great. That was fucking fantastic. I watched that video probably about 20 times. You can have it was fucking, so funny. You can have your flick pass. I'll take that fucking slap every day. I love it. Just like fucking rub, rub, rub. Then the other hand fucking pow. <laughs> Benny 2-7. Where are all those Bulldogs fans that were shouting the club down for letting Barber go? <laughs> Maybe tucking into some humble pie. He has been absolutely shithouse. At two different clubs in two different seasons. Try to think of, like, I mean, spectacular implosions like that. They don't come around every day. Nah. You know, like complete losses of talent. So um, I'm, I was struggling to try and think of some more of them because I was putting my tweet together about, you know. And you can't even say, look, you know, Adam Blair came from the Storm to the Tigers and it was just fucking poorly coached, I feel. But he but he also wasn't he, he wasn't he wasn't the Cooper Cronk coming from the from No, the I don't know, but he was just Adam fucking Blair. I yeah, mean he wasn't exactly, second coming. But you could you could definitely say that a lot of Adam Blair's issues in his his initial season or two at the Tigers was due to fucking the way that he was being coached and the role that he was Yep. being told to fill. Ben Barber's been shit at two clubs under two different coaches over two mm-hmm. different seasons. Like try tried in a couple of positions too. Yeah. It's it's yeah, in, in two different spots. So mm-hmm. um I don't know. I, it's it's like he's fucking been on Space Jam, taken all his talent. What's I was saying, it's like Tiger Woods and you stick your dick in the wrong person. Sometimes, you know, they can like succubus style you know, absorb all your talent. <laughs> so player C's wife is probably pretty fucking talented at the moment. <laughs> uh, where are we? Lando, Aussie's man alive, Landrigan Matt on Twitter, if you want to get around him. He said, uh, if I had realised washing the lucky undies would unleash the dragon's attack, I'd have done it earlier. No, you wouldn't have. Luke Shark, 74. I didn't even know Robson was playing until he fucked up. <laughs> Robson, did you see statistics for that game? No. It was like no runs, no meters, no fucking nothing. Really? Like, yeah, it was like, it was diabolical. It was diabolical. The Shire, the, everyone in the Shire, they, 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 they literally couldn't spake. It was that diabolical. It, it were that diabolical. Uh, Special K Online, Shane Flanagan needs to choke on several bags of dicks covered in Glenn's shit after 47 Macca's coffees. Oh, come on now. Why'd you have to bring me into it? It's not like you're splattering everywhere after having a Macca's coffee. Did you have your Macca's coffee tonight? Sure did. Still the same old, same old? Oh, they got the order right. <laughs> oh, your pop going and your... And your old, mate, uh, old mate was on the other window tonight, the same bloke. I was like, oh, what have you got for Not the cash tonight? window, he was on just a handing yeah. out stuff window here. Yeah. He's what been demoted thanks to the, f- the fast last week with you your... You're going to drop the coffee over the, in between the car window and the fucking counter, mate, or what are you going to do? You got You've got to fuck up in you. <laughs> You're the Ben Barber of McDonald's Springfield. <laughs> Jazz harsh. Poor fucker. <laughs> and finally, Twilgenfeld. I love how he's changed his fucking handle to Twilgenfeld. That's what you call a classy bitch slap. Indeed. Monday night foot bitch. The Sydney Roosters 24 to feed the Melbourne Storm 2. And uh, this one, the Roosters 24 came from tries to two dads. A double, in fact. Tupo, Mitch Orbison... Maloney, one from four conversions, but perfect three from three, uh, three from three penalty goals. The Storm, one penalty goal. Cameron Smith, the end. 
Can the Storm hang with the heavyweights of the competition? This game would indicate probably not. I believe they can, but fuck, they're outclassed in every way in this game, and Absolutely. the scoreline is far less imposing than it should have been. The Roosters are, are every bit a premiership front runner when they play like that, and you suspect that things will tighten up and they'll, you know, taper into the into the finals, and these sorts of performances will hopefully, given that you know the consistency in their side and. Um, the form of two of us is Sheck in this game. Fucking hell, if that continues, yep, they'll run rough shot, rough shot over everyone. Um, he was certainly looking yet worthy of every cent of the Warriors deal. Um, and his footwork. Who was the last player we've seen with footwork like that? Like just like guys have had side steps. Yeah, and and all credit to them. Yep, not to diminish any of the fantastic sidesteps we just spoke about Benji he had one. he still got one of the best but there's something about two of us Sheik it just seems to happen faster and he goes further with it like he's he teleports the, yeah that's what it is it, it happens in an instant and then the length of his stride when he sidesteps he yep you know, the guy doesn't realise it's happening, but then he's on the other side of him yeah, running past him before he And it doesn't look it. like it when it's happening either it's just like the result of it is not actually you know what I mean like yeah yeah, it's it's a unique one in my opinion, and it's fucking almost impossible to stop. Yeah, beat some good defenders in in, in this game. Um, yeah, I think the Storm really struggled. The the Roosters just had their measure in every every facet, and uh, a credit to the Roosters. They've they've had some patchy performances this season. Maloney's come under criticism for his defence and. Um, he was running the ball well, and and they looked really slick in attack, and you know they made Mitch Orbison look like fucking Steve Renoff. Um, just Don Orbison. This is going to be a, a little controversial, but I rate him higher than I rate Boyd Cordner. I don't think Boyd that's. Cordner, I don't think that's a, that's that's not that's not a, an especially. I think Cordner is a bit of a media hyped myth, to be quite yeah. honest. Yep. Um, he's say, scored he's, he's some good a, tries. He's, he's not a myth, but he's he's, a, he's certainly overhyped. He's in my a good opinion. hole running back rower. Like yeah. how many of them are there in the NRL? That's that's what back rowers are these days, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's he just seems to have had a, a bit of a charmed run, um, in amongst some a pretty good fucking squad squad mm. at the Roosters. I don't think he's anything special. Mitch Orbison is a fucking football player, flat out. She's the own fucking man, or whoever it was. Oh. Just, just owned him. Like if every every team needs a, a guy like that in their side, like he can slot into fucking anywhere in the back row. Yeah. Probably yeah, hooker. I'm sure he's played hooker in the centres. Yeah. And play like that. Yeah. Like this is fucking awesome. Um, and I think that's you know he's one of those guys that has that utility tag attached to him um, more often than not, and I think it it probably costs him when you have. You know, someone like Cordner, who's a second rower, and yep. that's what he is, then, you know, he, he gets looked on more favourably. But Orbison was fucking fantastic in this game. Okay, um, Cole underscore 316. After last night's solid performance and his stand-up history, Daly has to pick Orbison for game two. State of origin. Jim Man Bear Pig. The greatest trick Mitch Orbison ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Hash Mitch Soze, hash Pulp Fiction. Do you understand the levels there? 
Oh, there's so many. Have you seen The Usual Suspects? Yeah, Nicklin forced me to watch it because I told her I hadn't seen it. She's like, oh, this You is had to be forced to watch it. Yeah. Interesting. Ryan Finance. Could East be back? Question mark. That was like third minute on the trot, wasn't it? So, I mean, I think they're kind of getting to the stage yeah. of being back as far as this season's concerned. To play like that against Melbourne, it's it's certainly uh, it's a shot across the starboard bow, <laughs> that's for sure. Shout out to Ryan Finance as well. We did it online, but I mean, give it to him, you know, in, on the show as well. He's a generous man. He's a man of the people. Had some surplus origin tickets for the Blatchies Blue section for the game one. Offered them up to us to, uh, you know, give away or do something with. And so what we elected to do, and because the, the general public, you know, won't really know much about it, but what we elected to do was make it a benefit of membership and uh, basically just conducted a members draw. I just had all the members lined up there in an Excel spreadsheet and did a random number generated between, you know, I actually cut it down to New South Wales because it was kind of, you know, getting late in the in the, the period to before the origin. Wouldn't have been time for someone to fly down or anything. Um so just with the New South Wales members, uh, did a draw, got someone, they couldn't make it, got someone, Timmy McIntyre, took his new girl down there. Yep. Turns out he's, uh, he, was, he was in Queensland. Wearing nothing weeks but the, this week in league scarf as an adult nappy. Yep. Rocked up to the game. Beautiful stuff. Stuff dreams are made of. Just on uh, young Ryan. Yep. He's a fucking champ. And... Um, and motherfuckers lost like fifty kilos, yeah, or something. And look, he's he's still ugly. Don't get me wrong; he's a very unattractive man. <laughs> but look, fucking shout out to that guy. He's busted his ass for a good twelve months or so. He's lost the equivalent of a person. Yeah. And he's got he's lost the, the equivalent of a fucking Dennis Valente. Yeah, plus a few kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's lost the equivalent of a dwarf. Yeah. Fucking impressive effort. People can learn a lot from that guy. Not in the looks department, but certainly in the weight loss and being a positive motherfucker department. Well said. Niles, 1991. Worst storm performance in a decade plus. No wonder Bellamy's moving on end of next year. Michael Darren, 79. I think Jared Warrior Hargrave's philosophy is they can't run without a head. (laughs) Love the way he plays. (laughs) He's got a lot of haters, that man. Previews for round uh, 13 of the 2015 Telstra Premiership NRL season. Friday night football, Brisbane Broncos take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Brookvale North. And uh, have at it. It's my shout. My shout for what? Bermans. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when do you usually get in there, these things? Oh, fucking... I've got to wait till S gets home to fucking, you know, oh, yeah. so the kids aren't left here by themselves, so. I just, fuck, these kids have had it too good for too long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll get in there. Um, Also had uh, had old X-Plane hit us up for the, with the venue beforehand. So I think he's got a table down there. Where? Oh, some place where you go if you've got a beard and stuff, so I don't think you'd be welcome. Ah, that's unfortunate. I think it's a hipster place. Maybe it's got some crap beers. Be, by the time Friday rolls around, my beard will be as long as yours. Yeah, that's unlikely, mate. <laughs> 
please. Craft beer in mason what jars. Testosterone does, bitch. I think it's called craft beer in mason jars. Is it for people with beards? So it's a pretty fucking amazing place. Surely man. I could spring a cider in a mason jar. Surely, <laughs> shandy. <laughs> I think the Broncos will win and win well, and not because I think Manly are a horrible football side, but I just think um, I just think the Broncos are in in good form. They're at home. Manly, the way Manly season's going, I, I don't think they'll muster a victory in this game. And Matt Parcell come off the bench, close the game out like a champ. Manly in excellent, excellent defensive form at the moment. They just need to get the attack going. At this stage, Cherry Evans is not named in the side. However, what I'm hearing is, is that it's um it's possible he wants to press his case for you know Origin back two. So um, and the backflip, uh, he, and he wants to, he wants to you know put himself up there for Origin two. So I've, I hear he's been training with the side, and it's very possible that he's going to play. I guess I'll make a decision on that late. And if that's the case, if he's there. Manly going to win it. Simple as that. If he doesn't, though, they'll be ultra competitive and probably lose when four and can't close it out for him. So much hate. <laughs> did I tell you? Did, was it, did I tell you about the meeting? He's, he's tried to get in and fucking backflip. That's two weeks ago. You told me. Yeah, that. fucking cockhead he is. Also on Friday night, it's very rare when we both play on Friday night. West Tigers take on the Gold Coast Titans at like Lockhart Oval. Fuck me. I should have said said the buy. <laughs> we need a win, and we need a convincing, high-scoring, exciting win to get our mojo back. Um, in the absence of Robbie Farrah, Dean Hallettow comes in at hooker. Um, Woodsy's been named captain. Interesting selection with, with Noffa and Hoyter in the centres and Chris Lawrence moving into the second row. And young Manoia Charrington's been named on an extended bench. Um, I'm hoping he makes the makes the 17 for the game, probably at the expense of Jack Buchanan. Um, Suaso Sue with a, with a starting spot as well. Uh, Keithy Galloway on the bench. So um, Charrington, keen to see how, how he goes in first grade a um, bit more dynamic around the ruck than someone like Hallatow, who's who's very very solid and gives good delivery, but um, and solid dummy half running, but certainly not at any uh, sort of cracking pace. So uh, Ch- Charrington, if he does make the squad and comes comes on, that the the tempo will change once he hits the field, and um, hopefully the Tigers can take advantage of that and and continue. You know, hopefully by the time he gets there, they should be in front by thirty. I just. <laughs> Really, the Titans. The only person in that entire team that fucking concerns me is James Roberts. So unless he scores a hat-trick, they can't win. Like Art Oval, a team that doesn't like to travel, a team that plays the dumbest football imaginable, if the Tigers can't get it done, they are fucking done. Newcastle Knights take on the Canberra Raiders at Hunter Stadium Saturday afternoon. Gagite, fullback, after me calling him the prototypical modern-day centre. He's playing fullback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. How did I ever come to host the fucking number one rugby league podcast on the planet? I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. Lucky we're doing movie reviews now. Yep, exactly. It's not even in the sports category anymore. We're going to free file in the Knights, fucking Knights will be gallant, but ultimately be slayed by the Techno Viking. 
Look, that's a result that I'd like a to pig see. Joust. <laughs> like the Knights showed a lot of heart and then, you know and desire to to get to come close last week. Canberra, you know, there's they 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 got some elements of playing dumb in their game again as well. So is the Hunter thing enough? No, it's not. No, I don't know. That's that's one How's of the tougher ones of the round for me. But the Knights are in dreadful form at the moment. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the New Zealand Warriors. NIB Stadium. What are your thoughts on this game? My thoughts is that the Rabbits aren't exactly back yet and they won't be until Reynolds' returns to the side. However, in saying that, the... NIB Stadium. That's over West there. Australia. Yeah, yeah. So they've had this game, they've had this game before mm. with the Warriors, haven't they? Over, uh, I seem to remember Para playing over there. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the Broncos playing a game over there. I remember Manly played the Warriors over there once too. But um, Warriors love it over there, as if they don't have to fucking travel far enough every week. <laughs> um, look, the Rabbitohs aren't back yet, but they showed against you know. The, well, you know, I can't contradict myself and say that they fucking showed this and that last week because I mean the Titans played so fucking stupid they invited their way to lose the game. So, look, I still think that the Rabbits are going to get there. Just because the Warriors, I think it's 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 a tough distance. It's a fucking road trip. Game. And a half, it's isn't a it? road trip for them, and they 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 are having trouble with you know with great consistency as well. Yeah, I think the Rabbitohs will win well um, and build on on their win from last week. Um, Inglis is a little bit banged up from Origin. Took another knock last week as well, but he's been named in the side as captain and fullback. Yeah. I do rate the Warriors. I just think South are too big a challenge. And, um, you know, they're, they're professional and battle-hardened side that they are. I think they'll put the uh, put the travel aside. The Warriors have got to travel further. Um, and outside of New Zealand aren't the fan- most fantastic side. So I'm going to lean towards South. Penrith Panthers take on the Melbourne Storm. Muddy puddle. Yeah, no Moylan. Um Look, I, I want Penrith to win. And for Storm play like they did on Monday night, they are backing up from Monday night. Um, I think it really comes down to Jamie Soward's kicking game. If he can pin Melbourne down their end and, and consistently kick to the corners, control that field position, uh, and Penrith get the, the benefit of of a handy advantage in the, in the possession stakes, then they really... They really need that. I just, I, I just worry about the storm getting on a bit of a roll, especially now. Um, Slater's back in the side. Yep, I mean they, they rested him last week. I think they might regret that that, uh, that mm. they did that based on the result. Um, they're absolutely diabolical last week. I'm not sure they've ever had much of a streak where they've gone back to back that. Backing bad. up, backing up from Monday night as well yeah. though. So. Slater's not rested this time though Panthers diabolical in front of their gorgeous cheerleaders mm. at their last start how fucking dare they and they, they do deserve it better the cheerleaders they do sure. they do. And, um, not so much I'm, their fans but definitely the cheerleaders I'm not sure they're going to get it I just think the storm will be fucking hurting them you know what Bellamy's like yeah he absolutely reamed them if they're not up for this game I think they're going to be I a don't vastly think they'll different. put two of those together, like you say. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be a vastly different Storm side. And I mean, Penrith, at the, the state they're in at the minute, with injuries and whatnot, they're certainly not the, the Roosters either. Mm. 
Cronulla Southern Sharks take on the Sydney Roosters at the tip at Ramondas. Four o'clock Sunday afternoon makes it your Channel 9 game. Yeah. They played each other not so long ago and the Sharks came out on the top. Um, fuck, based on... Roosters both, by a thousand. Based on both teams' last performances. Roosters um, by a thousand. Couldn't see it happening and I think the Roosters will continue on last week and, uh, and put a big win on the Sharkies. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs versus St. George Illawarra Dragons. ANZ Stadium, Monday night, foot bar, foot bar afternoon, because it's 4pm kickoff. I think this will be a fucking cracking game. I really do. Explain. Oh, look, I, I think the Dragons are in good form. I think the Bulldogs will, will present a, a fair challenge for the Dragons as far as their, their forwards to get over the top of and, and defensively. The, the Dragons are going to have to be right on top of their game to... To, to continue the, the good form they've had in attack. Look. I just don't think the dogs oh, have got the I points in them. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't then, want to tip the ball. I just you, think yeah. the, the, the Dragons are going to be tested, but I just think that their attack is going to ask far more questions, and, and defensively they're going to more than handle uh, what the dogs can throw at them. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to tip the Dragons. Yeah, I, think they've got covered, I think they've got them covered defensively anyway, but adding to that is the fact that I don't think the dogs have got much going on in, in attack at the moment. And so I just can't see them. Yeah, it, it could be a low-scoring game, but if it is, then it's still a Dragons win because I think that, you know, they're, they're more inclined to keep them out. Mm. Monday night, foot bitch. Parramatta Eels take on the North Queensland Cowboys at Pertec, the Pillow Fortress. <laughs> Eels, good win. Uh, long turnaround for them. Cowboys uh, weren't that great, but still managed to get a win against Manly. I think the fact that Eels are at home, they won last week, they'll be confident, Sandow on a high. Are the Eels the team to break the Cowboys' streak? No. Cowboys are a form team of competition at the moment. Um, they seem to have got a handle on the away issues that kind of plague them. This is, you know, I said at the start of the season in the preview, this is the window year for the Cowboys. It's pretty much shut in at this point. And, uh, you know, they're playing with that kind of, you know, desperation and, and, and urgency. Um, yeah, Parramatta, they can't put two fucking games together, in my opinion. And... Uh, the week when it came out, oh, Pertec, they're like 50% better team at Pertec. That was the week they got fucking done done there meekly as well. So I don't put a lot of it. I mean, it's still a pillow fortress. They need to prove it's otherwise. Anthony Watmo's in the side. They've got nothing going for them. Cowboys easily. <laughs> That is full time for episode 191. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League if you don't already. Getting a lot of people come on come on Twitter and they're like, "Look, I got no followers." You know, it's like I joined Twitter because of, because of the show. So yeah. welcome to you people. And we always try and shout you out. So you've got a built in follower list pretty much immediately when you join. Um, 
We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So get on there, get amongst it, uh, stop being so incognito, and uh, make sure you hit the like button and share our posts around as we put them up and help us spread the word. And just on the Twitter as well, when we do the the release um, posts for episodes when they come out on uh, Wednesday through the day, usually 99% of the time, um, make sure you, you know, throw a retweet there as well, uh, get the word out and see if we can grab some more wonderful people to join our awesome community no new itunes reviews this week so um we need we need like another couple of thousand of those basically so uh get those in and uh help drive us up to the top of the charts again especially against these these cunt podcasts that are basically just like radio shows that they've just stripped the music out of and just fucking export them again it's not a podcast these bitches are fucking pretenders and shouldn't even be in the mix and so um help the true independent actual podcasts that are doing it not backed by you know gigantic fucking commercial interests keeping it real exactly like uh, a fucking hipster and his bald mate <laughs> that, that analogy sounds too <laughs> very close to reality um tipping David Kingston on top. He's got a two-match break on uh, second and third. Manola Calvete moves to second after having a pretty average week. Oh, no, she had a good week. In, uh, bad in 11, great in round 12. Uh, we also have Bush Lemon up there on the points. Then we go back to a log jam of Ben Diggity, Tucker, Mario Siegs, Doug, and Chris Blackwell. And then we go back one point to Mad Dog and another further point. Back to Solzy, who enters the top 10. Fantasy. Rick Grimes, bitch, still on top. The margin's getting closer. I think this origin period might be the chance. Uh, the Wendells, One Trick Pony, Bobbers, Top China Dragons, Puds Picks, Warhorse, Sesame Timbers, The Pool Cues, and Tryhards round out the top 10. Had a head-to-head against Rick Grimes, bitch, motherfucker, after after um, adjustments. Five points, the difference. Why? Motherfucker. Pick the ladder competition. Got an update from DJX Plane. Top. We have a tie. Mitch underscore J underscore Hooper. He's still on top. He was there last week. Then, moving up into first place, up three spots from last week, is yours truly. Thank you. Thank you. Top spot. Fuck. Don't you fucking love it? No. Sam McNally, 5482, moves up three spots to third. Jason Jehan, boxcar Jason, formerly Jason Jehan P.I., he moved up 13 places to 4th. Troy underscore 79 moves up 8 to 5th. Barjass Hansen, the Barjass on Twitter, he moved up 4 places to 6th. Campo 37 moved up 25 spots to 7th. Fuck. Voodoo Rock dropped 2 spots to 8th. 12 spots up for Devonhead. Trotters got up into ninth, And Tall Hayden dropped 1 to 10th. Impressive. Your time in the top 10 is over. Oh, look what will happen. Tigers will start winning games and then... Uh, the funny thing is, I'm on top, despite the fact Manly are not. And I would have had them, you know, like top four or something like that at the start of the season. You must, must have some perfect hits in there then. So when that well, when, when Manly fucking t- starts turning it on and they actually get themselves closer, shut the fucking gate. I'm doing it without the Manly points now. Hash so, still last. Yeah, for now. For now. It'll be not this week. And what else we got here? Geez, Tigers in decline after selling two of them this week. That may be the fucking end of the end of that shirt. Um, well done. Um, Run TMB, get on there. Pre-order a Run TMB shirt. I think there's three left. I think we're expecting another order coming through from one of um, old mate Tigers um, compatriots. 
who is another one he sold. I mean, the dude should be working on commission. He's doing a tremendous job. Um, and of course, what else? Just got to notify people about jerseys. Probably about a month away till they're done. They need to crack the whip in the sweatshop at IC, really. <laughs> they don't work them hard enough, in my opinion. They're too soft. They're too soft. Too soft on, on their slaves. Exactly, exactly. Um, anything well, else? Motherfuckers think they're Targaryens. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, with the trailer thing, we don't just want horror trailers for Glenn. I, you know, if it's a horror trailer, I want to give him like one a month or something like that. No. I mean, let's give him some. Just don't give me give any. You just saw how physically disturbed I was <laughs> watching that. <laughs> Can't do it. I won't do it. I refuse to do it. I'll fucking walk out. I'll leave, and I'll never come back. You mean a fucking shit I cop? Then I'll get fucking. You know, every Thursday, then I'll get my. You know. My character assassinated via cartoon from some fucking <laughs> half-witted fucking crayon-wielding tool in America. Oh, that's the other thing too. I mean, you know, we mentioned last week. You know, looking at doing this print with uh, with Twilgenfeld. If you've got any suggestions or any requests for like show mascots or you know characters or things that have been on the show in the last you know five six years, don't say yourself, fucking Gronk. If you're thinking of saying it, don't. If you're someone that's you know a regular contributor to the show and everything, and you know you cop regular abuse from Those Glenn, people. you're probably already in on on the list to be to be in there. To be honest, but um. We aren't going to remember every single thing, you know, like your cat's hairs, your two dads, you know, fairy cobra and all that sort of stuff. So, by all means, send us, send Twilgenfeld some things that you want to see in there. And, you know, you're going to double up a lot on what we've already provided, but um, you might hit on something that we've, you know, that should be there that we've forgotten. So, um, help us out. That'd be awesome. That's all we've got time for this week. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.